I I also I also feel like um because you you had mentioned like oh, like the gay movement mm-hmm. and I mean I, I'm not too familiar with if there was any like chaos that was going on but because I mean I'm used to it now mm-hmm. I mean I've worked with gay people my entire life I live on South Beach it's yeah. like <laughs> you're gonna run into a gay person every other person is probably gay yeah um I'm not every other person no yes no 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 but um but like I, I don't know because I see that. And I almost feel like, okay, you're gay. That's fine. But mm-hmm. then when, if you call, let's say, someone who identifies as a woman, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, he did this, they're going to be like, it's like she. <laughs> it's yeah. like, look, like I didn't even know. Right, and I exactly. think that's like where it's almost so delicate. And and that's what I don't understand mm-hmm. about the movement. Because it's like, sometimes we just don't know. Like, I'm yeah. identifying you based on what I can see with my yeah, eyeballs. Exactly. So that's don't crucify me because I don't know. I, you know. If anything, educate me. But then don't look at me like, oh, you're such a bigot. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you just called me. And it's like, Sorry? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of... The Coffee Breakup. Starring Christian Vieira and... and Marvin Schultz. Man, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. I'm like, I wait, know, what do I have to say I again? I know, but uh, I'm excited. Welcome back, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, if you're watching us now, we are probably on Patreon. This is super bright over here. Yeah. Watching us on Patreon, uh, listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, clips on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed there. Uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Our website, thecoffeebreakup.com. And yeah, check it out. You know, we got some more. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, we're back with another episode after a long hiatus from you, my friend. Yes, yes, so yes. So weird to be here. I, it is, but I'm also like, it's nice to kind of, you know, disconnect and then come back and I'm like refreshed. You feel refreshed? Energy. I feel good. Yeah. I feel okay, good. good. I, feel uh, I can't say the same about you. You look fucking. I do feel a little bit. Uh, a little weather. That's why I'm like trying to stay away from you I guys. So I'll let you do most of the talking. Sure, so sure, I'll fuck sure. everybody. And you'll jump in. Uh, yes. We got a good episode. I'm very excited. Uh, we have Emma Rose on the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy you? to be here. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, you had reached out, I think, uh, about a, month, a little bit, actually a little bit longer. And we were originally not from, well, from Miami. You're out of town. You're yeah. in Vegas right now? Uh, I'm in Vegas now. I'm originally from Tampa, but I grew up in Polk County in Florida. Okay. So I, I went to college out here. In um, 2014 to 2017, okay, and then I was like dancing during college, mm-hmm. um, and I transitioned in the very last semester of college, Jeez. and so in 2017, okay. and then I was still dancing on and off um, at some trans clubs, and then uh, later on at some like regular ship clubs, um, and then. When COVID hit, I was like, oh, I don't want to do dancing anymore. And so I finally, um, that's when I started porn. Yeah. Okay. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you had reached out and you were like, you, you said that you were trans and that you wanted to come on and speak about it and give your take on it and give your you know experience and your perspective, which is, I think is really great because we've never had anybody on who, who is trans. Uh, and so we've had people reach out like, Hey, listen, like you guys should do this. You should bring on some people. And it's like, it's kind of hard <laughs> because a, I mean, we don't really know anyone and B it's like, maybe not everybody's comfortable talking about For it. Sure. It feels like more taboo to a yeah. certain degree, especially oh. now with everything that's going on. And there's like on. the whole entire like mob after you. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I, I messaged, I think it was like, like seven weeks ago yeah. uh, on one of, I think it was with Casey. Or Casey Chop. Yeah. It, it was yeah. on that podcast. And, um, uh, one of the things that I was saying, I saw like all the hate on it. And I remember messaging on that reel and I was like, hey, if you ever want someone who is like 
very open to talking who's not gonna take something yeah. personally yes, and yes, like yes. no one ever saw it <laughs> but i'm happy that i reached out and that you saw the message oh, yeah, yeah i didn't see yeah because i mean sometimes we get a lot of comments and so it's kind of hard to oh kind of follow up and a lot of it is kind of <laughs> bullshit and you know how the comment section get yeah, yeah. uh so I had, when you had reached out i think via dm uh, i was super excited i was like let's make this happen so <laughs> when you said i'm in miami you know i was like drop everything we'll do it we'll make it happen we'll make it happen yeah that's true that's just because true. um you know i'm very i'm very open and i'm very understanding but a lot of people that i know they they might not or they may have a lot of questions i have a lot of questions mm -hmm. um so when it comes to the whole everything i mean i guess first of all i don't think i've ever thought about asking that but do you identify as a, as a woman how do i how uh, do you address yeah, you so um yeah. i so, um so okay. i identify as a woman okay. i personally hate the pronoun game yeah i feel yeah. like during the day if you see me as a woman i'm a woman like you know what i mean i'm not gonna go out of my way unless it's something like la i feel like i don't i don't live in la i like like vegas sure, um, sure, sure, sure. and i grew up in a i grew up on a farm so my parents are super southern <laughs> okay. um and i think that a lot of the times is like how you are perceived as when you're living uh -huh. it's like it's like your daily life it's someone sees you and like me i don't have to have makeup on i can wear baggy clothes i can wear a baseball cap and no one ever is gonna like say oh sir yeah, yada, 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 yada. and i don't have to try so hard to be okay. feminine okay and so i think that throughout my like daily life i i just i go by a woman just because it's how i am perceived and that's what i've made my whole transition about is to be passable because passable is security i like that so when you when it because with the whole like the, the pronouns or whatever mm -hmm. it's he she non-binary there's yeah, so many like i don't understand it's a lot it's yeah, like a, a few years ago it started off with uh he then there was she then they mm -hmm. but then i would see like a lot of reels or tiktoks of oh i identify as and then it's like it looks like a recipe yeah for, exactly like, uh, for so cooking. many things what? and yeah, i okay. think that the um the this shift uh, definitely after COVID, and I think TikTok is a, a big role. Sure. And about how when I transitioned in 2017, um, I honestly think that it was easier. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market transitioning um back in the 2010s because there wasn't like it wasn't all the time and every single platform trans 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 mm. it wasn't in every conversation and honestly it gets kind of like exhausting at times just like every time i look online i'm like the last thing i want to see is something about my community and i think that um, my biggest goal was to assimilate into the culture into the gender that i want to be so act like a woman talk like a woman like just just live your life if you want to be a woman be a fucking woman okay um and now i think that there's a big switch to especially with non-binary and like i don't know how it is to be non-binary so i can't speak for them sure. but i do think that um there's a big shift in thinking that there's almost like a third identity there's like men women and then trans but to me like um i think there's a difference between transgender and a transsexual like i'm a transsexual i have made my body medically different i've taken hormones i've had surgery i've been castrated um i've had all of these surgeries to be as close to a woman as i possibly can and okay. how i live my life i don't live every day like a statement and i do understand how some people that make makes them feel good and makes them feel euphoric but at the same time um, 
the trans community is so diverse and it's like so impossible to be like, oh, this is like, this is what we all think. And I think that a lot of times transsexuals like me, we don't really speak out because we don't want to be seen as other. Like Mm -hmm. we just want to live our life. We don't want people looking at us. And I think a lot of times with non-binary and with um, people who are like gender gender non-conforming, they really want to be seen as other than man or woman. They're not on the spectrum. They're something else. But at the same time, that isn't what a transsexual stands for. And, like, there's so many, like, infighting in my own community that it's so hard for people who are not in the community to even understand what's going on. Yeah. It it, it could be overwhelming because it's so, like, I understand sort of transsexual is if you convert from male to female, mm-hmm. female to male. And then transgender is if you were the gender but you dress maybe it's in a different stressed. way. So trans now is like an entire umbrella term. So sure. even if, um, like I personally don't agree with everything. Like if you literally said, if like if you want to be a woman today, like you're technically trans. And I don't agree with that. You know oh, right, I mean? right, 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 right. And right. it's okay. crazy because like I think that um, – you really have to put in the work. It's like it's it's not just a sh- it's nothing you can turn off and on. It's not like like it, when you're a certain race, like you are that race, and you cannot change that. You can't change your ethnicity. Your gender is something. If you are solid in it and you're living your daily life, it's not something that can switch back and forth. It's something that you really hold true to your true self, and you have a strong conviction of who you truly believe that you are. Okay. And I think that that should go throughout years, um, especially with like hormones yeah, yeah. and like going through therapy and all of that. It's really important. There, there's some people that say that you, although you can identify as a w- woman or as a man or whatever, mm-hmm. but you cannot change your gender, mm-hmm. right? You can say, well, you're born as a male or as a female, you mm-hmm. know, depending on your chromosomes, yeah. you know, X, Y, X, X, whatever. But you can, you can do all the transitions, whatever, but mm-hmm. biologically you're still a male yeah. or vice versa. So yeah. it's like, I, I feel like gender is, to be to me personally, and I don't want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. it's very black and white. <laughs> yeah. Now it's either a man or a woman. Now, if you want to <clears> go to transition and you want to identify as a woman, even though you're born a man, I think that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. I don't think there's a, anything wrong with it. However, I, I don't understand the whole thing of like, okay, well, I'm to, 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 like I identify as as a male or as a woman, or whatever, because biologically, mm-hmm. but you you're not. Yeah. Right. I mean, so um, so there's sex and there's gender. So sex is what you're saying. It's okay. like the chromosomes like me i'm a biological male um i was born like as a boy and then i took hormones and so um gender is more of a construct so i think that a male and a man are two different things to me a male Uh, and a man are two different things yeah so a male and a female and are very like scientific terms so you're a male or you're a female which is from your chromosomes from your birth and then your gender is the what you live as so socially because you identify as yeah what you identify as but also it's like i I think it goes beyond just what you identify Mm. as because you can identify as a woman but if you still have a beard and you're living your life and you're like i'm a woman and no one's seeing you as a woman then it's like Tough luck, Buttercup. Like it's yeah. like it's you know what I mean. It's like it's it's yeah. not just an internal struggle. It's the world around you. It's how you interact with others. It's how you live and you move around the world around you. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's where it's a little bit because uh, I'll see videos of a oh, man. I'm telling you, like they're like older men, like with beards, mm. and you can just see that. Dude, like that, not a day in your life did you even try, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you just grew your hair out, and that's yeah. most, uh, as much as or it is. Or your pronouns. But they have a beard, okay. and then they're like, oh, I'm a woman, and I'm not going to get stopped if I want to go to a woman's bathroom mm-hmm. because I, you, now I identify as a woman, and it's like, sir. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like definitely, it's like, it's crazy, and plus it's, it's, it's really unsettling, and it's kind of like the loudest minority of 
the trans community speaks the loudest for everybody so that everyone gets a bad taste in their mouth a lot of the times when like most of us like you would never even know that we're using the bathroom because I'm like I just want to go to the bathroom get the right, fuck out. <laughs> right right yeah I, I think that's what it is and I think I, I had made, made that point earlier before it's like I feel like whatever you see on social media there I feel like there's small pockets of of very, I don't want to say extreme, but mm -hmm. very, very strong opinions that often are the loudest. But that doesn't mean yeah. that they represent the entire group exactly. of the community in terms of like, you know, the trans community. I feel like most trans people are probably just trying to live their life, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, like I just want to fucking, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing my thing, whatever, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. And, and what's the problem? But mm -hmm. then there is... But there's also the extremes. There's also the extremes. But, yeah. but you can apply that to anything in life. There's extremes on every spectrum. And in every, you know, social construct and, and in I, every issue. And I do think that, like, with the movement, when it really became the trans movement, I think that was when and pretty much any movement really is when it comes to, like, a huge collective force. That is when a lot of things start becoming, like, issues. And that's mm. when everybody thinks it's a big stroke. And so I feel like people, um, it's hard for one advocate to speak for the whole entire community. Of course. Um, so people like Dylan Mulvaney or something like that. I know, like, they're probably, like, right mm. now the biggest advocate for the trans community, which is not um, representative of everybody, okay. especially. Yeah. Um, you had said something, well, we, speaking of, you said bathroom, and you had said something about mm -hmm. bathroom, too. If I may ask, because that's also like a hot topic issue. Yeah. Oh, especially you, coming in Florida too. Yeah. So when you go to the bathroom, <laughs> mm -hmm. you go to the the women's bathroom, or uh, yeah, I do. I go to the women's bathroom, um, but only the bathroom. I don't go to any facilities. I'm not going to go into a locker room. Okay. Um, if I'm going to the gym, um, I'll do the individual ones. Okay. So it's not a, like it's the not, unisex. Almost. Yeah. It's like a it's a a door that locks, so like no one can come in. Yeah. No yeah. One can, no, like, mind, no. Anything like that, because like I, even though I'm castrated, I still have my you, penis. You have a penis so i would never plus if you're trans and you're living your life as a woman you don't want anybody to see that shit okay like okay. you're like you're you're living your life as a woman and so if anything i feel like the only people who really see my dick is because of porn mm -hmm. or my personal like my significant other or something like that okay. it's like that's the only time that i'm really feel like having like my where you know that i was not born a woman and then of course like i know periods and stuff like that sure, so sure, sure. but yeah i would never be anywhere that i would expose my bottom half i have been in gyms where i'm changing my tops because i'm keeping my bottoms on but i don't want to have my top top on okay. so i've changed that in a, in a locker room but i've never taken all my bottoms off in a locker room ever. okay there, there is um there i know there's some people that say well they maybe wouldn't be comfortable with you using um uh, a woman's bathroom mm -hmm. if they have maybe their father or their mother and they have their daughter in that bathroom yeah. i know there's some people that you know hey listen you still yeah you did a transition whatever but biologically you're still a male mm -hmm. and i don't want to subject my child to 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 you for yeah, example for sure. i'm not saying that i i feel that way mm -hmm. but there are some people who who might have that feeling um what would you say to them because i i can understand their perspective right you know you you have a kid you know you want to protect mm -hmm. that kid for sure um but yeah, you you did the transition. You you know you people might not even notice that you're yeah. That you're, you, and you know, so I think. How do you feel about that? Um, so I feel like for, for personally for me, uh, I've never run into an issue, thankfully, and I do. That's why I say possibility is 
security. Mm. Like if nobody knows, no one's going to give you an issue. Um, there have been times when I just feel uncomfortable. If it's really busy in the bathroom, if there is ever like a, like a, a, a family room or something where yeah. it's like one, I usually do use that if it's because it's easier. Sure. But um, a lot of the times, like I just like I just mind my business. Okay. And it's if so- someone did give me an issue, then I'm like, okay, like I'll deal with that. But um, I just. It's one of those things where I'm like, if you are so invested on like what people are doing in the bathroom, then I'm like, okay, then maybe like there's something going on. However, and I will admit that at the beginning of my transition, when I was not as passable, I was way more wary of using the bathroom. I can see that, yeah. And because it, be yeah, tough. and there's different things, and then there's also like accessibility to surgery. Some people aren't passable. Some people will never be passable, and those are like the struggles that like something that I. I relate to back in the day, but and not anymore. And I have empathy for, yeah. but at the same time, like you still have to be aware of what you look like and who you are. And I do think that, um, there are a lot of options for like using the third bathroom where it's separate, but at the same time, if you really need to fucking go to the bathroom and if you're in this kind of androgynous state, it can be dangerous in both bathrooms. Like you could be like going into a male bathroom. I could look like this yeah. in a state that has me banned from using a bathroom True. and it's still very dangerous or girls who have had their pussy done. I've had gender reassignment surgery and there are still some people who are like, you can't be in the bathroom because you are born a man, even though mm. they have tits, they have, they have a vagina, mm-hmm. they have everything. And then How it's just would they kind, even know? Exactly. And a lot of times that comes in with like religion and stuff. So like girls who are Muslim who can't show their hair and it is, it's very personal, like, like a battle. Yeah. And yeah. I understand that and I'm very empathetic, but at the same time, I do think that it's still even though it's a bathroom, it's still a public space. Mm. So let me ask you this because um, I was watching a video the other day on, on uh, Instagram, and you know, algorithm will get you mm-hmm. all, all over <laughs> the place. You know, yeah. But there was no, but it was actually about a. It was a girl who she was talking about um, the the Olympics, not the Olympic swimmer. Was it the Olympic swimmer or the swimmer uh, Leah Thomas? Uh, yeah, that she was winning all this stuff, whatever. And she was talking about an experience that that she had. And this is the girl, not Leah mm-hmm. Thomas. This yeah. is the, this is the oh, girl. It was the blonde girl, right? I I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. she's talking about like, oh, I'm there literally in the dressing room and we're all there and we just see leah thomas come in and you know you know you had this thing swinging around everywhere and it's like you see that almost like without caring because then i hear you and you're like you almost not like you want to fly under the radar you just don't want to like deal with shit because you just want to live your life but then you see things like that where leah thomas is there just swinging yeah the johnson around yeah and then you know the rest of the women that are there they're like am i supposed to accept this Mm And so then they also get like um, shamed or like uh, like getting the parents in trouble by the higher ups if they speak out about it. Mm, and yeah. I do think that that's wrong because I I think that um, the entitlement of a lot of trans people is getting out of control. And it's like because you just everyone should get along. Everyone like everybody wants trans people to be comfortable in their own skin but at the same time not sacrificing their own happiness sure. and that is not asking for much mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's fairness yeah and i do think that like some people don't have any self-awareness of like what's going down there and also i think that there's a big change i'm like gender dysphoria to me i feel like you need gender dysphoria to be trans and now it's like and like a lot of the rule books and stuff you don't really need that anymore and i'm like then what the fuck the point of transitioning what's the point <laughs> what's the point so i do think that um 
No, I just I I can never imagine myself doing that and yeah. like just having it swing around like <laughs> crazy on set for porn for sure. Like <laughs> right, fine right. if I can swing it around like a helicopter, <laughs> but I mean like in daily life, absolutely not. I I think uh, we obviously you have a lot of self awareness mm-hmm. and 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 again and when it comes to like the bathroom and stuff like that, I think it's like dude, it's people just need to mind their business. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think a big solution is uh, that. And I've seen it like in different countries where, and then I just came back from a trip and it's like, went to the bathroom. And a lot of it is like just like unisex. Mm-hmm. Like I was in Japan, I was in Australia, yeah. and it's like, and then the individual stalls are not like here, like open, but the entire, it's, it's indoors, it closes, sealed. it's completely yes. sealed. But it's unisex. Like you can go as a man, as a woman, whatever you identify. You have your own like little pod to do Yeah, yeah, you stuff. have your own pod. You have a lot of them even have their own, like you can wash your hands mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. So, but it's very like modern, it's very. Mm-hmm. Structured, and then they do have the ones where it's like a like a family bath, like a family room. Where yeah. if you're handicapped, if you're disabled, if you're trans, I guess you mm-hmm. can use it. But it's like I feel like in other countries, it's not even like a big deal. It's just like this is it. This is for mm-hmm. everybody. It's not for trans. Not it's not just for trans. It's not yeah. just for disabled people, a man or woman. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. You go, you do your business, and you clean up after yourself, and you leave. Yeah, and then that's it. And I feel like a lot of people it's, it's like a very polarizing mm-hmm. issue when should it really be that important yeah. should it really be that divisive and i'm like i, I don't think so yeah i you know th- i think it's because a lot of other countries aren't so gendered in their way of thinking or sexuality and all the things i think that america is very polarizing with gender and yeah. they've even made being trans a commodity um because uh, they make a lot of money off of it it's a very like it's a it's a it's a whole fucking movement yeah. so yeah, um true. i know i've talked to a lot of trans girls who transitioned um earlier in their lives like yeah. both like i guess so yeah both as children uh, in australia and in the uk and it is very different than transitioning here as an american it's because they have different roles it's very thorough it's honestly like they, it's not just oh here's some hormones it's like they really put you through so much shit overseas and now with this whole entire thing happening in america it's actually really affecting other cultures that a lot of other trans girls are getting really upset with americans because they're like it was never like this before yeah what well, yeah I was gonna ask, um, why do you think it's it's become such a polarizing topic? Because, like this conversation right now, we're just we're <laughs> we're just talking, yeah. you know. Yeah. But right. why do you think? Because because to your point, I also think that not only just with social media, but because we get forced with everything with the, like the topics of America yeah. and how how polarizing it is here in the U.S. Why do you think it's so much more of a big deal here than it is anywhere else? Uh, being trans or yeah, yeah, or the, the movement. Oh yeah, say. yeah. I definitely think that. Um, I just think it's just everybody after COVID it was like the biggest change, and even how everyone like I feel like reacted to me. I feel like I never had any issues until like twenty, the end of twenty twenty, as when like people really started having an opinion about my transition and about mm. people who would like even name call me. Like no one really called me a man or he or been in like an asshole yeah. in 2017 during college um even people who didn't understand they asked me questions like everyone was so nice and then it was really after covid and then i feel like everybody just really wanted to be just i think the whole entire movement of like kind of like this new feminist wave and I do think that a lot of it is. Um, I'm trying to sorry, I'm trying to word my my words correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think that like that's just I don't even know. It's right? just so crazy. It's that, so, that, that's it's like the so biggest question I have because yeah. I'm like, why is it this big of a deal? And it's almost like. Um, it's like the gay movement was great, and I think the trans movement is so much more toxic because, like, 
the it just happened very naturally, especially when um, gay marriage was uh, like turned over and like approved in 2015. Right, and right. then with the trans movement, it's almost as if like a lot of times, a lot of trans people are like turning against like that like LGBT L- LGB and the and the movement, and now a lot of it's splitting. And there's so much infighting. It's so sad that a lot of like gays and lesbians like individual don't, like, groups, yeah. Like and it's like and plus, it's, yeah, there's so yeah. many different things. And then especially with the rise of non-binary against transsexualism, now I feel like a lot of times there's not a lot of like understanding. So. It's just it's just a mess. It's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> I I also I also feel like um because you you had mentioned like oh, like the gay movement mm-hmm. and I mean I, I'm not too familiar with if there was any like chaos that was going on but because I mean I'm used to it now mm-hmm. I mean I've worked with gay people my entire life I live on South Beach it's yeah. like you're gonna <laughs> run into a gay person every other person is probably gay yeah um no, I'm not every kidding. other person <laughs> <laughs> no yes <laughs> no 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 but um but like. I, I don't know because I see that and I almost feel like okay you're gay that's fine but then when if you call let's say someone who identifies as a woman mm-hmm. and you say oh he did this they were going to be like it's like she <laughs> it's like look like I didn't even know right, and I exactly. think that's like where it's almost so delicate and and that's what I don't understand mm-hmm. about the movement because it's like sometimes we just don't know like I'm yeah. identifying you based on what I can see with my yeah, eyeballs exactly. so that's don't crucify me because I don't know. I, you know. If anything, educate me, but then don't look at me like, oh, you're such a bigot, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you just called me. And it's like, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm honestly very surprised at how strong the movement and how, like, even though so many, like, just biological people who have gone along with and are also chastising people, already like, yelling at people about, like, oh, like, no, their pronouns are this, that, that, that. And I was like, how did, how, I don't even know how, th- I mean, they did an amazing job of hijacking whatever the fuck happened. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> very fucking terrifying because, like, it's education. And, like, I don't think that you misgender someone because you said the wrong thing. You mm. misperceived them. Oh. And it's not your fault. Right, right, I think right. that there's a difference between misgendering and misperception. If I tell people, um, especially this happens online all the time. Like I go, I can have no makeup on. I look like a woman. Right, and, right. And during my daily life, nobody knows. And then so many people are like, oh, I could tell, I could tell your hands, yada yada yada. Your, and I'm like, and then they start calling me he, and I'm like, okay, now that is misgendering because yeah, you're yeah. being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. purpose. Right. <laughs> the intention. The yeah, intention. it's the intention. And I think a lot of times, like I think people just misperceive or like, it's like, it's like it's not that big of a deal. Be like, hey, or um. I hate it when they always make it like a like they ask your pronouns. I did a, a TikTok on this before, and they ask me my pronouns, and I'm like, I look at them, and I'm like, what do you think I am? And they're just like, oh, I just want to know your pronouns, but then they're only asking me because like, and a group of people, then they know I'm trans, and so then I just feel like so outed because like they want to ask if like so if like us through hanging out, someone came up to me and like, what's your pronouns? They want to ask you. It's like oh, right, it's okay. being a fucking asshole. Yeah, almost. it's like you're targeting me. Yeah, exactly. And like that happens so much in like places like LA and New York and about these really big like liberal places because right. everybody has like all these different pronouns and like I understand that, but that's something that like you pull off to the side and you just say what you want or if you want to start the conversation and you think pronouns are important, you can say yours, but do not expect me to say mine back or people to join with you. If you think it's so important to you, it's yeah. fine. It's not important to me. I think that that's what the big problem is that it's almost like they're, they they want to force everybody. It's like, Hey, just, I need yeah. you to deal with, with my stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I mean, I don't it, need yeah. to, what do, are you making me do something exactly. if I don't want to do it? If you want to do it by all means, but it doesn't mean that I have to follow suit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where it's a little bit, 
kind of delicate. And I think that that's what like, I don't, I don't want to say toxic, but that's kind of where it's mm-hmm. very abrasive because it's almost like you need to be careful of yeah. what you say. Yeah. If not, you get like, like we're talking Chastised about. Exactly. Because ridiculed. you just say the wrong thing and it's like, we just don't know. It's like walking almost on eggshells. It's like you, they, everybody's so easily offended. And then if you were like, you can't even like you say something mm-hmm. maybe even towards a trans and then all of a sudden it's like you're, you're anti-trans. I'm like, no, I'm not anti-trans, but that doesn't just because you're trans doesn't exempt you from like common decency and if, oh, I, if sure. I want to call you out I call you out not because you're trans but because you're being an asshole yeah, but, exactly. now, but you can't even do that anymore because now you're anti-trans yeah. you say one thing yeah. and it's like you're anti-trans I'm like no I'm not you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no. and so I think the whole trans movement uh, especially in the past couple of years I think mm-hmm. the intentions were mm-hmm. in the right place but again you were saying it earlier with any movement on that scale it's just like it's easy for things to get corrupted sure. and compromised think of it but Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. right the notion was good you know the idea was good but then a lot of people they abused the, the money that came in yeah. people yeah. thought like scams yeah. 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 And, and it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like it's not like of course Black Lives Matter nobody disagrees with that but I think it became such a uh, the toxic, movement itself, the whole like movement, the company, the comp- yeah. Yeah, yeah, it became a business. Yeah, and so <laughs> with any business, there is going to be some corruption. And, and exactly and what I was saying with the hormones and stuff. Yeah. I think that if you follow the money, a lot of times is that um, I think this one teacher was saying, "Oh yeah, like half of my kids are non-binary," and I'm like, statistically, that's fucking impossible. Yeah, it doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and I think a lot of times people are getting confused with non-binary as an identity. And gender expression. Like, I grew up, like, I grew up on a farm. My parents are very Southern. I shot guns. I shot, I did archery. I hunted. Um, I still have my masculine streak, but I'm still very feminine. But as a kid, I was always trying to be like what my dad wanted. I wanted to be very masculine. But when I was a child, um, when I thought about the future, I always thought that I was like, like, I always thought in the future as a girl. Like, when I thought of myself as a grown up, I, I thought myself with a husband. Um, I thought of myself as like a businesswoman. Really? Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was just what like little gay boys thought. And so, um, when I was growing up, I was asking all these other guys, and then they're just like, mm, "No, that's not what I feel." And I never met my first trans person until I was nineteen. Okay. So wow. yeah, yeah, like I said, I grew up. I grew up on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> I was an yeah. FFA. I was on all that. So like your nearest um, neighbor is like three hundred miles. Away. It, it, like literally, it was in Polk County, and like it was my next. Like, they were a cattle rancher, and the other one was a horse rancher. Yeah, and so it was like in the boonies in Polk County. It's still, I mean, like thirty minutes, you can go to like Tampa and stuff sure, like that. Sure, but sure. still, like where I grew up, I was in the woods. Everything, um, it was, it was very southern, and then so, um, I came out as gay. When I was in sixth grade, because my dad heard me on the phone talking to this guy that I really liked. And then, uh, so funny, my dad, he was like, <laughs> he's like, I don't care if you're gay, just don't be the bitch in the relationship. And I'm like, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and then later on, my mom, she was like, you're not gay, you just like boys. And I never understood that because I always had, like, I was trying to be masculine so much, but around her, I was very feminine. And I feel like she saw, like, like the little kind of girl in me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after I met, um, uh, her name was Aubrey Nicole. Um, and when I was 19, or I think I was 18, uh, right before I turned 19, uh, it was the first time meeting someone who was trans. And I think that was when I was like, it was almost like that. That's a Raven moment where everything was like flying back to me at mm. all these points in my time when I was a kid. So like my grandpa, I remember he, I don't remember saying this, but he was like, yeah, when you're a kid, you said you felt you were wired wrong and it wasn't because you liked guys. Um, and it was because I was trans. So I think that throughout that whole entire time, I 
I didn't find out until later. And I always had all of these inklings and these hints. And I was just like, I always felt so weird. And I'm like, I just don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I thought it was body dysmorphia. And so then I started taking steroids at 19 mm-hmm. uh, to get bigger. And I was like, I hate my body even more now. I was yeah. like, because I'm getting muscles, I'm getting all this hair. I was like, this is, I'm even feeling like way more like anxiety and feeling <laughs> fucked up. And then, so when I met that, like the trans girl for the first time, then I was like, okay, now this actually makes sense. And then I went to therapy when I was 20 and I started hormones at 21. Um, and then even back then hormones going back to like, I was saying follow the money with the hormones. They made you go through some shit. It, you had to go, you had to live a year as your, gen, as your gender before hormones. Okay. And now they don't need to do that anymore. And I don't like that. Okay. Um, and my, my therapist was a trans man. So he knew what it was to be trans, you know what I mean? And he really helped me get through some trauma. And so make sure that, are you transitioning because of, should that happen when you're a kid or because you're depressed? And he really went through, and I I love him so much that he really, I feel like I'm so self-aware as a trans woman because he really got through the bullshit and made sure that I'm like, this is why you're transitioning is because you feel very strongly that you want to live as a woman and it's not because of some other mental disorder. Interesting. I like that. I, I, I think you touched on some really good points. Mm-hmm. And um, because, how old are you now? Forgive me. I'm 27. Uh, you're 27. Yeah, I'm six years old. Hormones, Maybe. Now. So, for me, <laughs> for, yeah. So, I, I, in terms of, I think you did it, I feel like the best way possible, mm-hmm. almost, I want to say. Um, because, like, there's a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, when you're a minor, when you're a kid, like, you should be able to do the transition okay. and be made aware and all this stuff like that. And it's like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're a child, if you're a kid, you're a minor, you're a kid. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're 18, 19, you can make your own decisions. Yeah. By all means, if you want to transition, if you want to go through the process, <clears throat> by all means, I would support that. But there's these things you see on social media. People are like 12 years old and like, oh, am I going to transition? And I'm like, 12 years old? You, you don't know what the fuck you Or kids do. doing it behind their parents' back because they That's, went to like a school and yeah. then they said, hey, I don't feel this. I feel a certain way, whatever. I didn't, yeah, like, I'm, yeah, and it's like, mm-hmm. maybe you felt the same way when you were a child, but mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you grew up and you were 18 and then you went to therapy and I feel like you did it in a manner that it's like, is this really what I want to do? I For think sure. you were guided properly. Because sure. the first like, One of the things that you said that really stuck with me was the fact that you said you have to go a year just living as the other mm-hmm. yeah. before committing yeah, now to... Yeah, they don't have that anymore. And, that, and that's, that's what I think me. is the biggest thing because then you were saying, oh, well, you know, sometimes there's depression that you're going through. Maybe there's just some episode in your life that mm-hmm. now you want to really commit to this whole new life. And it's like, maybe that's not the case. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a little bit something a little bit more delicate maybe something we have to kind of dive in in a little deeper to heal that when for you you were feeling mm-hmm. almost like you were the the other identity almost exactly. your entire life you yeah. just couldn't really pinpoint yeah because i guess it wasn't a conversation but then once you mm-hmm. got older you're like oh this is making yeah. more sense and i think that that's where it's a little scary because then we talk about the youth where they don't know yeah, what if know. they're going just through some issues in school they don't yeah, know what sure. the hell is going on mm-hmm. so then it's like should they be empowered or should they have the yeah should they have the power to make that decision at that age i don't know i don't think that that, that they know enough so at that I, age i feel like i'm like 95 percent like i know there's a small percentage that i think that if your kid is like because there are many trans kids like that, that, that are like that, that are they know who they are when they're young 
And I think as a parent, you don't put them on hormones. You don't put them. You guide them. Like you, this, you, you, you can have them explore their gender through hair, through clothes. Through you don't have to put them on shit that they're going to be fucked up forever. You True, know what I mean? Yeah. Just be a loving parent. Be like you just support them. And if and I think this is the thing that they need years as if, if they're born a little boy and they are like I just feel I want to wear dresses. I don't want this mom. And you just support it and just say okay, you're not going to push anything. You can just see you can guide them and make. Make sure that they're not going to do anything fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But also I think as a loving parent is just making sure that they are just living their life as happy as they want to be and not pushing all of like the social media. I think that people give social media to their kids way too early. I, I and I think sure. that's why they're getting and you're, you're at a very malleable stage of life where you don't know what the fuck you want, especially where a lot of detransitioners are biological girls. And I have never, I can't, I can't imagine having my first period. I can't imagine being bullied or being sexualized as a kid because, like, it is so hard being a little girl that, of course, I want to be a fucking man. And then they're taking testosterone and all these things without yeah. just having that, like, tomboy stage where it's like, it's totally fine. You don't need any of this. Just enjoy your fucking life. And you don't have to be put on surgeries. You don't have to be put on hormones. And I think that maybe after, if they are just. You'll know, like you'll know if your kid's trans for sure. If like they've just been like that forever. Otherwise, sure. I think that later on is just you really teach them coping mechanisms, and then later on, then you can be on puberty blockers. I think that puberty blockers are just really bad for your development if you're 12 or 14 because right. then it's like you're growing up and you need all of these hormones in your body because you're growing just to develop properly and for your brain. Being. So even personally for me, when I transitioned at 2017. I didn't get my um uh I didn't get my body done until three years in. I got my face done four years in. I got my tits done five years in. I didn't have surgery for three years because I really I think that so many people forget the mental um trauma that happens to you with surgery is like you are still healing and now the world looks at you differently. Now you're getting different attention. Now you're like you're interacting with people very differently. And then like people who get their tits done, their face done, their body done all in one year. Now you're a completely different person, oh, and I yeah. feel like your brain hasn't caught up with that. Like, is it brain and I, to yeah, that? and I think that as a kid, when you're growing up, having a really understanding, supportive parent to be like, okay, this this can happen, and this can happen, and not just pushing them, not going into a gender clinic. I don't like gender clinics because I feel like they have uh, an agenda and they have something that like they're making money. Mm. Going to a professional like my, I, it was a private practice. He had a sliding scale. He was a trans man. He was really wanted me to be happy he's just like i'm not trying to push you in anything and he even said you might not be trans and i know that some people be like oh it's self-id like i know i'm trans i'm gonna go get my hormones like no just because you want lipo they're not gonna be lipo and just because like you think that you want this like you need to prove yourself and i don't think that's an issue i don't think that's like negative i just think that's like it's really good for your mental health and your well-being for longevity because i think as kids sometimes i think that the suicide rate for children is so high because they don't have a grasp of the future yeah and so many people are like oh i would be dead by now but i'm like no there's a lot of people who are transitioning in their 40s and 50s because they didn't know it was an option they didn't kill themselves they were just unhappy yeah Yeah. and it's really it's like it's because like you'll cope you'll be fucking miserable but at the same time now if you have different avenues of therapy and support networks and this is why it's so important to have a very supportive family and a lot of trans kids don't understand that but it is like it's not something surgery is not going to help your soul surgery is not going to make you feel better therapy will but also you have to use it as a tool Mm -hmm. yeah man you touched on so many really good important (laughs) things and i think one of the the key points is also like 
you said it in terms of social media. Mm-hmm. Like, as a parent, it's your responsibility to kind of raise your child. And a lot of people, a lot of parents, I think, uh, you know, take they don't take the accountability. They say, mm-hmm. "Well, my the school, the school, the school. You're in control. If you give your four year old child." access to tiktok and the stuff that they see on on social media of course they're gonna have a certain narrative of course they're gonna take all that in and you know they have certain notions about the reality when really that's all you see on tiktok but it's like parents need to be parents and they need to do a better job and then maybe some homeschooling could be a good opportunity for Mm -hmm. some people especially in in what's going on in the school a lot of the schools not every school but a lot of them but people need to take accountability Uh and they need to restrict they need to observe what these kids or, or, or yeah, taking guide, it, guide, guide them. Yeah, of it's course. Like that's what parents do. That's why I, I don't talk to my mom anymore. I haven't talked to her since 2018. But my dad, my best friend, like literally, I talk to him every day. He's like, um, what he said to me, and I know some people would be like, that's offensive. But my dad, he, like, I remember because um, we didn't talk for a couple of years because I kind of just ostracized myself from my family as I transitioned until I felt comfortable enough to come back because, like, they just didn't get it. And I was like, I don't have it in me in the beginning of my transition to teach them because I was the person who was being like, you're being an asshole. And, like, I was one of those people until I really took a look at myself and I worked on myself and I'm able to take criticism, maybe I'm able to educate, I'm able to not take things personally. Now, if you're, like, being very intentionally mean to me, I'll, I'll fucking cuss you out. Yeah. But with my dad, then with that, he he said, um, you're my, he's like, you're my daughter, but every time I look in your eyes, you're still my baby boy. Mm. And I think that it's something a parent is just uh, the love is so deep and people would say that's offensive. But it's like, it's not even like that. I think like they have to go beyond, it's like, your identity, you've changed your identity, and at the same time, it is very valid, and it's true, but at the same time, you still had this entire life, and that's what created you today. You can't just erase it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think on the, um, the, the fact that you had said that you took some time almost, like, away from your parents, I, I think it was also easier for you mentally as well, because I can't imagine you trying to educate and teach them while you're doing that, what that would have done to like your mentals. Like you're already focusing on so many other things and the transition that you're making in your life to have now someone like Mm -hmm. almost try to convince you out of it when you've already made that commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did want to ask you when you did make that commitment, like what was it that, that switched or or that really made you make the decision to say, okay, you know what? I want to move forward with this, with this transition. Oh my God. It was literally like the puzzle pieces. Like I literally remember the moment it snapped. I was driving and I, uh, I wish I had the recording. So, cause I remember I was recording cause I was talking to myself. Cause oh. I, I was, I started crying <laughs> in the car. Cause I was just thinking and I'm like, cause it was when I was taking the steroids and, uh, I was growing a lot of hair and everything. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then finally I feel like I was just thinking of everything and it was, Everything about like when I was thinking of when I was a as a kid, and I was thinking of myself as a woman, and then uh, a conversation that I had with my friend Aubrey Nicole, the first trans girl I ever met, and then um, it was after my breakup. So I was with this guy for two years, and so it was just so many different changes, and it, it just really clicked for me because I'm like maybe you just don't want to be in this body, and so. I was good looking before, you know what I mean? And like, I would love for that to be in another person. But every time I looked at myself, I felt like I was looking at somebody else. I felt like I was playing a costume. I felt like I was like, I felt like I was like pretending to be somebody. And then finally, I when that acceptance came over me, I felt like, oh, this is going to make me feel better because now I don't have to pretend anymore. 
And then as soon as I started therapy, there um, that that's when therapy like saved my life. Yeah. It really helped me become really self-aware, and I didn't feel like I was wearing a costume anymore. Even though I still lived, I was having, like, in my, my, I had short hair, and I was, like, wearing, like, wigs and everything. As a woman, uh, months before starting hormones, and uh, they don't do that anymore now because I think they were saying, like, it's, like, it causes a lot of stress. And I understand for places maybe, like, in Arkansas and for, like, like, Kentucky and stuff like that, yeah, it probably would be, but I do think that it is really good for your mental health. And honestly, just, like, it makes you a strong fucking person. Yeah. And uh, you had said something about um, also the relationship with your parents at mm-hmm. this point. And you still have a relationship with your father, mm-hmm. but then your mother no longer. Yeah. Was that because uh, of... No, it wasn't because of being trans. Part of it was, but most of it is just other family trauma. Just because, like, it's very just narcissism and everything like that. Right. So that's why me and my dad are best friends. Um, I love my dad so much. That's awesome. Oh, man. I, I'm I'm so glad that, that we had you on and that we have you on and, and kind of shed some light on mm-hmm. a lot of these issues. And you seem like, again, I mean, Chris said it earlier. You you were guided very properly. Mm-hmm. It appears to be, and you know, um, I think when when people are young, you know, you could re- a lot of times you make decisions that later on you regret. Oh, for sure. And I think it's so important to because a lot of the stuff is irreversible and, and it changes your life forever. Mm-hmm. And you have to really be sure that this is what you want to do. Um, and I think that's a big, th- I think a lot of people have a problem where like the whole trans movement, it's like, they feel like it gets pushed onto the minors and children mm-hmm. and little kids and stuff they get taught in schools and the books and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think to a certain degree it is happening more than it was back then. Oh, for sure. I think that, um, I think that's a problem. I think it, there was a thing in the UK, um, I think female to male surgeries under ages rose by 4,000%. Yeah. Um, I think that was, um. It was it was on a Joe Rogan podcast that I heard that. Um, I love I love Joe Rogan, but um, so yeah, no, it's crazy how much it's being pushed because, like, especially with like the mastectomies and everything. Like personally, I don't think that if you can even get a fucking tattoo, said, yeah. then like, why? How are you gonna cut off your tits? Or yeah. How are you gonna have all these things? Now, I think that if you do have a huge, like, literally over ten years of evidence, you're going to a doctor and you're seeing a therapist, and like you've been seeing a therapist since you were eight, and now you're sixteen. Okay, then there's more, more like leeway that I do think, but it's like it has to be so documented and so strong and without a reasonable doubt, like you're in fucking court. I will, but I will I will say this when I was eight years old I didn't know about trance mm-hmm. I didn't know about like I, I, it was just not really and I, I mean I don't know maybe you have a different experience but I didn't you know it was never taught about in school yeah I knew what what was what gay people part. was and stuff like that but it's like it wasn't like a like an issue mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh I'm I identify as I don't know da, da, da. It's like no you you you're a boy mm-hmm. you're a girl and you like girls and you like boys and maybe you like you're a boy and you like boys whatever mm-hmm. or vice versa but it wasn't like it is today, and I think that's crazy. But we were also talking about before before you came how yeah back then there were probably the same amount of people who were feeling like that. But I feel now they're more comfortable yeah. of speaking about it. So now that's why we see an increase in the rise in this. Yeah. It's it's not almost like oh everyone's being brainwashed. I yeah. think to a certain degree there is a level of hey I've always felt like this. I just mm-hmm. now finally feel comfortable enough to speak out more than maybe back then you right. speak out yeah. and then you get shot in the alley because they're like oh fuck <laughs> this, you know yeah. like some sketch shit yeah. so i feel like now there's just more of uh more openness of wanting to say i, I am a little concerned of the extremes yeah, that it sure. gets to but i do think that you know this has been a thing for i for i just life. think that like like it's important for kids to be kids and for sure for, for parents to take the responsibility of te- teaching them about 
you know, the sexuality and, and if they wanted to teach them. If, if, you're, if you're a parent and you want to teach your kid about transgenderism and gay... It's and definitely guy, a parent's that, choice. That's, that's your prerogative. You brought this kid into the world. I would like to believe that you know what's best for that child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a responsibility of a teacher or mm-hmm. a counselor. Well, or to a certain degree, too, then, because what if uh, the parents are, for example, that say that they're racist people? You know, and then they're raising children in order to, you know, be racist because that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that there's a really fine line because I agree. Step, I think it yeah. is the parents' role to, to, to raise and to teach and to, to educate, you know, of what makes sense. But then we can also argue what does make sense because for a racist family, probably being racist for them, that's what's in them, you know. So what, what do you do then? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, obviously, if, if you, you there's going to be some parents who feel that way, like, oh, like, don't they... You know, black kids, only Asians, blah, 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 like, and that's always going to be the case. Um, you, I mean, that, those are the parents, you know, up until eight, hopefully that kid's going to make their own decision when they're 18 years old. Um, <laughs> but but how can you influence that, you know? All you can do is bring your kids to a school and hopefully they have teachers and counselors that are open, respectful, and, and you know, talk about certain things and don't talk about other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, school is very important yeah. for the kids and you could, Bringing a kid to the right school, and I know some people might say, you know, I want to homeschool my t- my kid. I was homeschooled for a minute. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I for, wasn't. For I mean, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, w- I wasn't, but I can see maybe the appeal now, and maybe yeah. more than, than it was back then. And but plus, I think that also, um, I think that school is such a good tool, but it is really about informing the the family about what's going on. Like, I think that there was a big issue. I think with the. Um, the Don't Say Gay Act or something here in Florida, people, because they're telling, if if they hear, they're going to tell the parents. And, or like, if you're trans or you're going by other pronouns, and like the, the, the teachers here are need to inform the parents. And I don't think that's a bad idea, even if, like, the parents are going to, like, even if they are hateful people, I still feel like, um, the parents are they're they're supporting the child they're guiding the child they give birth yeah. to the child like they they need to know what's going on sure. especially and I think that when schools need I remember when I had to bring so many papers that's either opt in or opt out to my parents because like they they would have to get um like for even sexual health or something like that you could opt out where that they would not teach you you would not go through sex ed if your parents did not want you to I don't even think they have an option nowadays I mean I, I took regular sexual yeah. education I think that's yeah, yeah was, I don't think was, I ever did in school. Actually, it did yeah, yeah, like yeah, and biology was, and all that. Yeah, I think it was kind of like a well, segment. Because I it. think it started. I think it started in. Cause I remember it was in elementary school. I think it started in third grade. But I had a paper. I remember telling my parents and other things too, just things that would happen or uh, speakers that would come into the school and speak to us, just from stuff like they. At least my school had opt in and opt out, and it was yeah. from Polk County. And I do think that like they don't have that nowadays because I do think that if it, the the parents, like, mm, if the speaker is coming to, t- to talk to the kids, and I don't agree with them. I think that they should be able to opt the kids out of that. Yeah. Like, I don't want my kid listening to them. It's because I think that that is, it's, it's balance. Because you can't give the, the, you can't give parents full control over the kid when they're in school, but you can't give the school full control. Because then it's just a battle. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. especially it's a good communication. You need full communication of what's happening. Because then at mm-hmm. least then you know what's going on. Like uh, so many of these kids are going off, especially that they have social media and they're hanging out with their friends. One one person turns trans and then they think everyone's trans and it's like yeah. everything's getting all mixed up and, and whatnot. And it's just a whole entire mess. It's it's having kids is, is tough, you know, because you you, yeah. you have you you have literally so much responsibility on your shoulders. You have a whole entire in life, child, yeah. Just for yourself, and not only that, but then you also have to do the same thing for another tiny human being. <laughs> and then you, you got your own life, too. yeah, yeah of mm-hmm. course. But then you also 
they trying to figure out life and then you have to make sure you take bring them to the right school and the right you know like teachers and counselors and you have to monitor that right. and then you put social media and so listen i don't envy uh parents um but i think they do have a lot of responsibility but they need to take accountability as well yeah. and they're you still know? learning on their own they're still they're, they're it's like they're parents for the first time and they are like i don't know what the fuck's going on sure sure <laughs> for sure i wanted to ask you about one also a little bit of a polarizing thing when it comes mm-hmm. to sp- especially like sports mm-hmm. professional sports yeah. uh and the whole trans community for you example like you are you know you are a biological male mm-hmm. but obviously you identify as a woman do you feel like you should be able to participate in in uh, in women's sports especially if it's like on a maybe professional level or even if it's just kind of like you know i casual. used to play sports back in the day um i did uh, cross country okay and track and so um, I think that the governing bodies of sports, they have a long way to go. There are so many different things. Um, I know that I think that if you have your testosterone suppressed for like a year, I think that you're allowed to perform in some sports. And I, don't, I think that it should be longer. Um, I think that um, mostly, like, especially in castrated, I think that's a big part for at least for trans women. I do think that you shouldn't have an option to ever, like, stop your hormones or your testosterone spike. I think that you should be castrated. Okay. Um, I think that would be fair because then it would at least really cause a lot of the decrease of testosterone in your body because we're talking about athletes. And so if you transition late, um, you are have the body of an athlete. You're not just some, like, regular person on the side of the street. Exactly. Like, you're, you're strong. Well, like Leah Thomas, like, we're, you know, yeah. would swim. Like, actually yeah, compete yeah, yeah. in swimming. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Eh, we won't do this anymore. Exactly. I wanna, that's where it's almost like you have a very unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with Leah Thomas, um, I know that the one they did, like, murder all the girls in that one. I know they also, like, they they ranked eight and five in another swim. But at the same time, it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, is this the best thing for, like, the forefront of, of um, sports? There's a lot of girls who are especially in high school, like, they're – scholarships are depending on this their life direction like it's come from a family of sports i think like some people they use sports to get into college it's very important for them to do that especially if they're doing their best but um then again it's like it goes into the thing is should minors take hormones and it's it's there's so much intersectionality of everything and i just hope that like I feel like my opinion doesn't really change that much with the governing bodies in the sports. They're doing the research, but they're so far behind. They have so much more to catch up on. No, I, I, I understand. And it's, I think, I guess to a certain degree, there's a, it's a complexity of issues. Yeah. Um, but I feel like to me, and this is maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you were born as a, as a male, then, and then you transition as a, to a woman, I don't think you should be able to allow to, to participate in women's sports. You think that they should create like a, a trans division? I think, um, depending on, I guess, but like how many people would you be able to fill that yeah, community? Like that, that division? <laughs> However, but, but you made the argument, like let's say like you transition as an adult, you do have an advantage, a biological advantage. Mm-hmm. So should you be able to participate in women's sport? I, I don't think so. And to answer your question, yeah, if there's, if there's enough of a, of a participating group, then yeah, they should have their own division. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, I don't think you... I don't think people should be able to kind of like switch genders mm-hmm. and then participate in that genders. Especially uh, if you transitionally, I think that is a big like. 
side eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I feel like uh, you just have so much, like, get you're tall and like, you have different, like, the bone structure, bone density is different. Of course, yeah, you do biological. Um, you, yeah, you, exactly. You can do the transition, you can do the hormones, and, and, and you can live a happy life, but you still can have an advantage. Let's yeah. say you're born a male, you want to transition to a woman, and then you should be able to what, do mixed martial arts. And like beat the shit out of some of these girls. I mean, Whoa. you got to be careful too. The, you, know? you didn't see that the mixed martial artist. Uh, I forgot the name, but um, what transitioned to a woman went into a fight against another woman, a biological woman. Face. Supposedly uh, knee to the face, and you know, cracked everything. their skull. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, you guys like that? And it's almost like, uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> almost crazy. how we started here though, yeah. because it's you're not even like trying to mm-hmm. like show like, oh yeah, you know what? I am a woman. I want to be seen as a woman. Yeah, it's exactly. almost like, dude. Like, what's your motive here? Because mm-hmm. it just doesn't even make sense. It's not yeah. even fair. There was, I was watching the story where, I guess, it was, a, it, was a, it was a born male. He transitioned to a woman. Mm-hmm. And he was playing, I think, uh, uh, volleyball. Mm-hmm. And he uh, it was at uh, co- college. and he What, he what is it? Ma- male transitioned to a woman? Yeah. Okay, he, but yeah. he was participating in a woman's yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. And he spiked the ball so hard, hit a girl, and she broke oh her, my like, God. her bone, her cheekbone. And it's like you do have an advantage, for sure. you know, over 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 other women who were biological women. And then, and, and then now, look, you 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 have to watch out for that the safety yeah. of the other people. You know? But at the same time, then it's like it's hard to paint the whole entire trans like community with a big stroke because then female to male at the same time with sports with them, and especially if you have like a basketball player or something. Like if you, most trans men are. Five three five sure, two, sure. and so and then especially when it comes to wrestling, um, and then because uh, I know some people try to like argue was like okay if you're transition you still have to compete with your own biological gender so, yeah. like I would compete with men but then if a trans man competes with all men women, it's really oh. really hard yeah it's with with women. Yeah. Because now they're on testosterone. It's almost like doping, kind of, and it's really yeah. difficult. So it, it is like, it's such a complex conversation. Sure, sure, and because sure. it's like trans men and trans women can't be treated the same. But then at the same time, is that really equality? It's just like, there's so many fucking things. Well, I mean, we have a, we have a, you know, a men's league and we have a women's league. Mm-hmm. And too bad, because just think about this. Let's say well, the arguments that we have, right? Mm-hmm. That there was a, a man transitioned to a woman playing in volleyball, yeah. spikes it, breaks this girl's face. Um, what if there was a lead that said, you know what, guys, we're all going to fucking transition <laughs> to women and let's all fucking kick some ass. Well, there was um, a soccer. <laughs> like and then, yeah, then it's all women. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. To but then it's almost like, well, what if in the next 10 years that starts to become a thing then where it's all men that are competing in women's leagues because they want to tra- they want to transition. Bro, when I was in high school. There was, um, you know, the school Columbus. Yeah, of course. OK. And I think right next to it, there's a school. I forgot what St. Brendan's. Right. And the rumor was that if you wanted to play baseball and you played on Columbus, you were a stud. And whoever didn't make the Columbus team, where did they play? St. Brendan's. Mm. So I feel like it's almost like that where it's like, well, I can't compete in this one. But you know what? The next one. I want to transition to maybe now. So what if in the next 10 years that just all that becomes then when where do biological women fit when it comes to sports? Then I think I think biological women. You participate in a women's sport, and if you transition, then you have you have to have your own league. So okay, yeah, so that's yeah, right. Yeah. You have to have your own league. All right, we'll, we'll see yeah. down the. Down the <laughs> if, if it become, if it explodes, I would never get to that point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't, just I don't, like honestly, I do think that they should have more regulation with like transitioning and everything. I'm like, it's not just because oh, I feel like a woman, I need hormones. I do definitely think that um, therapists, but also even I think that. Um, a lot of therapists, uh, and this was on the Drew Rogan, com- um, the 
podcast too, the doctor, she was talking about how um, a lot of them, if you do steer them away, sometimes it's, uh, there's new conversion therapy laws that are in place that um, some of them count as conversion. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked it up, so uh, don't don't mob yeah, me over yeah, here. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, but sometimes, like, yeah, a lot of times doctors and stuff can get in trouble, too, from steering people away from hormones. Really? So, yeah, it's just, like, it's it's a fucked up world something's right now. Something's going on. Yeah. There's something going on. So, I'm really hoping that um, we crack down on it. And plus, it's, like, trans people have been around forever. Ever there, uh, there's videos of uh, this one girl. She's talking about um, she's in the, it was from the '60s. This trans girl. She's talking in a video to like this um, interviewer, and um, they've been around since. Oh my god, like back in the Roaring Twenty parts of like a French. Uh, what's her name? Cosinella or something like that. Beautiful girl. She was actually one of the first people to get um, breast implants. So like we've always been around forever. It's just I think at this point of time, everybody is just trying to fixate on something that they might not truly believe in or also like there's no big one definition for trans and i think that is the biggest thing what what is trans like what makes you trans what makes you what what is a woman what is a man like there's so many things that it's socially it's okay for it to be fluid but now when it comes to laws there's no room for gray area in laws, and that's what's very yeah, scary. That's true. why they are, a lot of lawmakers are just kind of like ignorant, where they're like, oh, even like drag, they're saying a drag is a man being dressed as a woman doing a show that's sexual. But there are still biological women who do drag and all those things. And so, like, oh. there's so many things that a lot of lawmakers, they don't have knowledge on, and so they're putting these laws in. They're trying to make definitions that aren't just applicable to us. And it's because we are not making it easy for us. Like, okay, this is what this means. This is what this means. Like everybody can be everything. And it's like, no, the fuck y'all can't. There has to be some sort of order. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, can't be a free for all. Everything is not a spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. But you also have to understand that you said lawmakers, you know, and Congress, meeting ages, I think it's like 65 years old. Mm -hmm. These people are ancient. You know, these people do not understand the times of changing, yeah. you know, and so when they were, they, they, they don't understand. So the laws that they make might not reflect mm-hmm. the direction the country is moving towards, yeah, for you sure. know, and so you have to be aware of that as well. Um, again, at the end of the day, the whole trans movement, it's, it's, it's complex. Um, I think there are certain people who maybe take, try to take advantage of it. But I think they, sure. it might probably be <laughs> the minority of it, but again, they have probably the, lo- the loudest mm-hmm. voices. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping so, just to be able to have this, like just, Educate people, and I think that's, like, my biggest goal is just, like, trans people, like, me, transsexuals, are normal fucking people. We just want to live our lives, and I just think it's very important to be, like, not all of us are trying to make a third way, trying to do this. It's, like, it's just, I think that the most transsexuals are just very quiet because they don't want to cause drama. They don't want to be out in the open. A lot of people, like, uh, are stealth. Like, I, when I danced, uh, I danced at Scores in Tampa. I danced at Lookers, and no one knew I was trans. The managers didn't, and I was taking everything, and I was like, the last thing I need is anybody knowing that I'm trans because I'm trying to make my money go home. Really? Yeah, and so that was terrifying. It was just a terrifying moment, and that was before I started porn. Um, and so I was traveling. I was traveling down here. I was dancing at um, Club Extra and Club Atomic, Back, um, and that's a trans club, but um, yeah, scores that was a good time though. But um, it was terrifying, always looking over my shoulder, oh, everything like taping, yeah. everything using duct tape to hide everything. But then eventually, 
because I mean, we go from you, I guess, trying to hide it so you can make your money and bounce yeah. to now you just do porn. Yeah. So yeah. where was that transition? Because I guess there's something that in your mind made mm-hmm. you a little bit more comfortable taking that next step, yeah. especially just. I think t- that t- after um, after pretty much like three years, because I started porn in 2020 and I transitioned in 2017. And it was kind of the moment when I really started loving myself. I think that COVID was a big part where. I'm not. I'm not dancing. I'm not trying to be someone. Someone that I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm finally really loving my body, and uh, I was kind of being so depressed. Dancing it was the same thing. Talking to the same guys. It was just so boring. <laughs> it was so boring. So then, yeah. when I decided, because uh, I have my marketing degree, okay. and so I was gonna move to New York and do CRM service, like sales, cloud sales. Okay. okay um, yeah. And so I was looking at places in Chelsea, and then I was almost gonna either that or move to Brickell. And then uh, I had this director like, oh, come work with me. I want to work with you so bad in Vegas. I was like, no, I don't want to ruin my life with porn. And I did it. And I was like, wow, this is actually really fun. Like, I get to, like, do whatever I want. And I was still, like, a baby in the industry. But then COVID happened. And during that time, I'm like, I'm going to move to Vegas. And I just packed all my shit and I left. And then ever since then, it's just been skyrocketed. Like, this year I got two AVNs. Uh, I got a uh, performer of the year for Exvis, performer of the year for Pornhub, performer of the year for T Awards, performer of the year for AVN. Sure, sure. So I've just been on a roll. Um, but like the last three years, honestly, I just think that porn also gave me a voice and just let me literally see how even how much trans porn has changed in the last few years. I think that six years ago, if you worked with a trans girl as a guy, you would have been blacklisted. Like you really? wouldn't. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like if you were. If you're a guy, if you're a straight man and you worked with a trans girl, yeah, like 2017, no, yeah, and that's how, that's how new trans, like how, how accepted we are in the porn community. Cause usually we'd only film with like gay guys. And, um, back in like 2013, my friend Domino, she sent me this message, like a, like a memory. And this one girl, she's just like, oh, this tranny fucker, uh, wants to work with me, but I care about my health. And, like, very adamant, like, very transphobic, very, like, uh, there's not, like, there's very different world. Mm-hmm. And so right now we are, like, pioneers in this new industry and how it's changing. And so, like, shooting for browsers, just starting shooting trans porn and a lot of these other companies. I was Dorsal's first, it was such a different site, their first trans scene. And a lot of these new guys are working with trans girls, and it is still a big, a big deal for them because especially as um like as a black performer as a latino performer the community especially in porn it's a big it's a big step and a lot of times it can like actually still get you blacklisted on some of these companies some um, some agencies still won't work with you a lot of agencies don't like really represent trans girls because they don't know the market Mm. so like during the last three years it's been such a big change in the porn world and that's what i've been trying to really like I i love pushing the envelope i love being fucking annoying but not annoying as in like okay get the fuck away from me they're like <laughs> i'm trying to like teach them like hey we can do this you do this at the la- very last like the worst thing that can happen if it doesn't sell just never shoot trans ever again for your company but at least just do it once and i love i love women i love men i'm bisexual uh, and honestly i didn't even like girls until i feel like i transitioned because i liked girls before but it was weird as in i'm like i just felt like as as a gay guy, it was just weird. I was like, mm, I just feel weird. And so now as a woman, I feel like it turned from I want to be you to I want to be with you. Like, I, It's not something that I strive to be anymore. It's something where I'm so comfortable in myself and it's like, 
with women romantically and sexually. It's just something that's like I'm not I'm not putting myself onto them. It's just something that I can truly enjoy them as a person, as a separate entity that I didn't have before, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, so usually with a lot of these studios, I've been trying to be like, hey, you can shoot me with her, you can shoot me with him. Uh, I just want to make a really good scene. And also, I'm like, trans sells. Trans is like the fifth biggest term now in Pornhub. Really? Uh, yeah, I had over a hundred percent increase in last year, and uh, it's Get been fucking facts right, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Did the biggest one. And um, honestly, though, in the last year, um, trans then porn has actually, I think it was by 200% increase. So pretty much uh, female to male. Uh, that they have increased way more than male to female. But overall, it's the I think it's the fifth most uh, viewed genre now. All right, all right, speaking about porn, let me ask you this. So, because uh, we were having a discussion not earlier before <laughs> you got here. And, and I'm curious, if, if I'm a guy and I have sex with you, mm -hmm. am I gay? <clears throat> I don't think so. Uh, think I so, do think that there is it's a lot of gray area. So me, uh, I think that uh, trans women are feminine beings. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like saying trans women are women. I think that trans women are feminine beings. Um, I think that women are feminine beings. Like It's about femininity and masculinity. And at the end of the day, if you think that genitals are a priority, I think that's a personal preference. Okay. To me, I think... A lot of times beyond the labels of gay industry, I think that people are attracted to masculinity and femininity. That's why when girls get drunk, they start making out with each other. And I think <laughs> that, you know what I mean? It's because they like both. Okay. And it doesn't mean that they're lesbian or it doesn't mean anything. It's just they like what they like. And I think that they're attracted to femininity in the moment. And I think with me, I uh, if even if a guy is sleeping with a woman... And she's using a strap on on him. And I don't think that makes it gay. So I don't think that if I'm strapping a guy or with with my organic strap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think that was gay either. And so I do think that uh, we get so caught up in labels because of something that came up so long ago. And honestly, I think it's very like I think gay straight. All that came very religiously from religious times. I think that it's very. It's much more fluid than we think. Anything it is mostly masculinity and femininity that we're attracted to. But then, if you penetrate a guy with your penis, that wouldn't make it gay. I don't think so. Because would you think of a woman penetrated you with a strap on? Is that gay? Well, no. Let me ask you. Okay, let, let, me, <laughs> let you just take that. <laughs> if a woman put it this way, guy yo, like, hey, yo, uh, you eat ass, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. and you you like, yeah, for, yeah, sure. You don't know when they. Eat your ass. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck it, right? Yeah, I, fuck eating ass is great. And listen, and listen, <laughs> and and what about you know some finger play? Because supposedly yeah. we got our G, our G yeah, spot yeah, and our the, the prostate. prostate. Yeah, I don't think no. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm so not, then I don't think it's gay. In, it, I don't <laughs> think it's gay. Yeah, no, I, don't think, I, don't think, so. <laughs> I think a lot of times it is. It's a very personal. I, I will never say I'm like uh, to me. I would say this is how I believe. I do think that sometimes people they they think that um, if you. Get your fucking dick sucked by like like uh by like a trans girl is gay or something like that. Some people believe that. And I'm like, it's just it's so fluid and it's so hard to say like, oh, this is what it is. I think it's a very personal mm. journey. I think sexuality is very personal, and I don't think anyone can tell you what you are and what you aren't. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of guys out there that are like gay for pay, and they're like, oh, I'm straight, but they're taking some dick. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. You know what I mean? It's okay. very like I think that um, I I think that the labels of gay and straight are just so it's subjective, antiquated, and, and like way. so um, old. 
antiquated. 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 I, was I was like, I don't know the yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> antiquated. And I do think that a lot of times it is about mm. femininity and masculinity because I'm like, okay, so if you're going to fuck, uh, oh my God, I hate saying this. So, <laughs> this is what Andrew Tate said. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, so he said, okay, Hulk Hogan with a pussy and Megan Fox with a dick. Who are you fucking? Oh. I'm fucking Megan that? Fox with a yeah, dick. Yeah. 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 Right. You're not going to fuck Hulk Hogan with a pussy? No. No, exactly. <laughs> you just scoot the dick over. <laughs> well, the two that was kind of your argument here because you're like, oh, it's still the ass, you know? Like, I say, yeah. And it's, I did say it's subjective. A yeah. Bit. And I think it really is about just like comfortability and just like how it's, it is what you, how it's in the bedroom. Um, and I love being with couples. So I have been with lots of men and women and like so many girls are just like I want to see him suck your dick and I'm just like alright Claudia <laughs> so it's just like it's very like and like she doesn't think it's gay in the moment yeah. you know what I mean it's just something that's very the kinks it's it's exploring it's exploring and so I think that um, it really is uh, when I think about gay straight I think it's romantic I think it's if you want to be with a man if you want to be with a woman I think that is really when it starts blending the lines of like if you want to be with a man then you're gay ah, okay. but if like you're sleeping around and like you're swingers and you're doing some fucking crazy shit I don't even think that makes you gay who do we have on this we had on a, many years ago who's like a sexual um, David Hernandez was his name uh, Mr. what is it was he, he had like a, like a name the guy in the in the first studio yeah what yeah, we wore all black. Yeah, I was yeah. literally gonna bring him up. David yeah, Hernandez. <laughs> remember no, we're on the same wavelength yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. I know, what, I know exactly what you're gonna remember say. Remember what he said? He's like, "Well, like whatever happens in the bedroom with your partner, that's between you two. Yeah. Literally, no, no, you're in here, <laughs> right now, bro. <laughs> you're in here. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, he says that he said that he goes, "Listen, whatever you do behind closed doors with you and your partner, that's your business. It yeah. shouldn't be anyone else's business. What they think, what they say, their Facts. opinion. Who the fuck cares? It's with you and your partner. If that's what gets you off, that's what gets you off. True, true. And then it gets to what you're saying. Like if you want to date a man mm-hmm. as a man, then yeah, okay, now now that's okay. Then that's one thing. Yeah. Or if you're a woman, do you want to date a woman, marry a woman, whatever? Exactly. Family will get. And okay. or if, if you want to date a trans woman, I think it's because it's like the the social perceived gender. It's like it's very it's like me and a guy. Very straight relationship. Me and a girl is a very lesbian relationship. Mm, so I think that's like very. Um, and uh, I've ex- been exploring my lesbian side as well. Like and lately, uh, when I started porn, I think that was when I really was like, well, I actually really do like girls. And then um, I accept with me, it's like with a girl, I need her to be able to know how to strap. I can't just be. I don't like being with a woman who sees me as just being like the penetrator of being like the top. I like being versed. The same with guys. I need a guy to give both if I'm going to be right. a significant other with them. Do you prefer doing scenes with a man or a woman? Women. I prefer my scenes with women uh, because it's just, it's so much easier, honestly, because like I, I like topping both pussy and ass, but like on set, you it's, it's not real sex you know what i mean it's like you are doing some acrobatic shit it's and work. so yeah. yeah and plus <laughs> yeah. and and pussy i always say pussy's like a hug and you beating up an asshole you're just fighting for it okay? <laughs> it's like you're fighting for it it's tight and it's like it's sometimes it cuts the circulation off pussy wet it's a hug <laughs> oh i see what you're saying damn you're beating up that ass your ass is gonna get beaten you're beating your ass tonight Where's Claudia? Yeah. I'm gonna give you guys a gift. <laughs> Supposedly they're selling them at Target now. Oh yeah, yeah. fucking toys. I get you. Um, I have one question, and yeah, when you said you said it a little bit earlier, you, is a trans woman a woman? Because you had said something. Oh, I'm not gonna say that a trans woman is a woman. Do you feel? Do you think a trans woman is a woman? 
Well, what is a woman? It's question. So no, sorry. I have to, I have to. So I say that trans women are feminine beings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all human. Uh, I think that is like kind of like the cop out answer, but um, <laughs> I feel like um, there are so many differences that uh, as a trans woman, a cis woman would never know. She won't know transphobia. She won't know uh, fucking talking my dick. I don't know about like, like being so terrified to tell a man that I'm trans if on a good date because like we met and we've been talking for like 30 minutes and I'm like, uh, but then again, I don't know how it is for her to be pregnant or to uh, have a period. We know sexism. We know being fucking uh, catcalled, you know, all we share so many things, but we're so different. And so I do say that both women and um, trans women are feminine beings, but I can't say I'm not a cis woman and I, I don't like using cis as a word because it is a very polarizing topic yeah. now. So that's why I just say women. Yeah. But then again, like I've been in a group of girls of uh, like 20 women and I never disclosed that I was trans and like no one knew, no one treated me different. And it's yeah. like, those are the moments when I'm like, trans women are pretty much women. But it's still like it's in social aspects. I think. Mm, I, see what you're I think on the, on the when it comes face value, yes, yeah, because like there's nothing happening down there in a social setting. When it comes to personal relationships, when it comes to everything else, um, like my ex, I just got out of a year and a half relationship uh, in February. We broke up, and uh, I was his first trans relationship, and he was straight, and um, so many so much of like like i want to say insecurities but i would just say so a lot of like masculinity issues a lot of like okay am i gay am i straight or like there's so many things where like they have to figure it out i figured all my shit out at the beginning and it yeah. only got easier from there for a lot of guys they become with a trans woman they come they're with a trans girl and then they they're going through so many wobbly stages with their family and with their friends and how they're seen in public mm, and true, it true, is true. a lot and i do have yeah. empathy for that but at the same time i think that overall in social settings, if you live your life as a woman, you're going to be perceived as a woman. It isn't until, like, like the very personal down and dirty things is when the big differences happen. And that's why I always say trans women are feminine beings. Good answer. You want to go? Or? I did have a question. Okay. Yeah, when it comes to relationships... Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like you're you're like famous now. Mm -hmm. You know, if they see you, you're like recognized. Uh, yeah, I was recognized literally at the airport when I was coming here. He said, you look really familiar. And I was just like, I uh, wonder yeah. where. <laughs> and then this other girl came up uh, when I was in Tampa uh, for my friend's birthday. And she's like, oh my God, is your name Rose? And I'm like, whenever a girl says that, I'm like, oh my God, hi. And she's like, me and my husband watch you all the time. And I'm like, I yeah, love sure. that. Let's send him a picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. So yeah, I get recognized like, Every month now, once a month usually, it's, so it's crazy. Yeah, no, so, so, but the reason why I asked that is because, so then you talked about your last relationship. Mm -hmm. Did he know who you were before you guys started dating? So he was in the industry. Um, okay. He managed, he used to manage a lot of like Insta girls, like Insta like models, models and, and stuff like that. And so we were actually neighbors and uh, that was when we met. And so um, at first I was not. I wasn't looking at date. I wasn't attracted at all. I was like, okay. And then we just started hanging out more. And then I like really fell deep in love. And then um, we had a, a good, good run, but um, it's just not what I wanted. And it's, it is different now because I don't know if I could date someone who is like a fan. I don't even know if I could date someone who's in the industry. It just is easier to be with someone who's in the industry because sure, they know sure, what's sure. going no on. Understanding. But um, I do want someone who is like my ideal partner is someone who's bisexual uh, because 
Um, either if it's a man or a girl, I want to suck some dick with them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just think as like, if I'm going to live my life with you, I want to have everything. I want to have guys. I love adding other people. I love exploring. I love doing, mm. I'm a freaky bitch. So having everything <laughs> of just like, just, I want someone, a girl who can strap, who can take it, who wants to like fuck another guy or another girl. I mean, or same thing with a guy who can take in their ass. Or, there's so many things that I want. I want someone who's fully versatile, as versatile as I am. Cause my ex wasn't. And that was when I realized and I'm like, I cannot date someone who's a top, <laughs> just like a pure top, what which is, is like, what who is did they, didn't, right. they didn't want to get fucked in their ass. Okay. So I was okay. just like, I don't know. I don't know. So speaking of what he was, just to piggyback off of what he was yeah. saying, do you disclose that you, yeah. you know, when you start dating people, I'm telling you, yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Cause I'm like, that? I'm not going to waste my time if they're not going to suck my dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take notes. Me on a first date. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, literally. So now uh, I definitely, I tell them very early if I meet somebody. I'm like, one time I was talking to this guy for like 20 minutes. I'm like, hey, really going to tell you something because I knew the direction. I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. Then then I'll tell them. Um, I do remember at the very beginning of my transition, and this is something that I really fucking hate, is I, I didn't disclose. And that was the moment that I was like, I think that really instilled in me that... Um, you should. I, yeah, he was Arab, and he... Uh, I was like, I was drunk, and we we're getting by this place, and I was just <sighs> like, no. And I was like two years in, and I, I was passable early on yeah. in my... in my Because I was heavier, I was 25 pounds heavier, so I feel like the weight actually really helped. And I just couldn't... I couldn't get it out. I was so scared. And I could then, as soon as I'm at place, I'm like, no, no. And then, like, he pulls down, and then he just takes me by the, like, the neck and shoves me against the wall, and I'm crying because I think I'm going to get my fucking throat broken in half. And that was a moment when I'm like, this is not a fucking game. And ever since then, like, that was, like, 2019, that was when I was like, I, and I tell all these girls, I'm like, don't play with your life. Don't That's be scary. It's fucking scary. And the, the scary thing is that a lot of other guys too is like, they'll, they'll know they'll fuck you. And if they think that you are going to tell someone, they'll kill you. I've been mm. with, uh, I was memorizing uh, overtown with this guy. And that was not a good place to be. Overtown? Uh, like here? Overtown? Yeah. He was gangster. And I was like, <laughs> I need to get out of here oh. because like, I, like he was down. But honestly, I was like, I, I already knew if he, I ever told anyone I was going to get shot. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, this is not where I should be at right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, overtown is not a good place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that. Yeah, you're gonna tell me. Yeah, that's scary. So, but yeah, I think it's important to kind of disclose that. No, like, what yeah, you definitely. Know? I always tell people now, um, and I always tell new girls, I'm like, don't just, just tell them, and just like, and look, why would you want to be with someone who's not gonna be with you? But I can understand. Maybe it's, it's it's. I mean, you you know better than anybody else. It's kind of scary to tell somebody, and it's all the thick of her. I guess it's a personal thing. It is, too, and I think that now I think we live in a good age where it's like there's you can always be in public, you can always be online, sure, so you can sure. t give someone's number. There's so many times when I give someone my number and I'm alone with them or something, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take your number because they're hitting on me, sure, sure, and sure. then I'll tell them after I leave. I'm not gonna tell them if I'm like only there with him by uh, myself. Fair enough, fair so enough. So I'm like that feels very like scary and dangerous for the guys who, like if I have a vibe with them or it's just like. But they're walking to my car. I'm like, okay, I'll text you when I go home. And yeah. then like, I'll text them like I'm trans when I'm gone. Yeah. But no, definitely no, no. like I'm never going to, I'm never going to like have something happen sexually and then not tell them after that incident. <laughs> uh, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. What about, imagine you're there yeah. with some girl, you know, you're out, you're talking and then all of a sudden you take her back. You're like, oh yeah. Oh my you pull God. Her pants down, you see it. And it's like, well, I don't know. So you, you look like a person that would probably be like, 
<laughs> no, but like obviously that's something you wouldn't you know, of course not, but like you you wouldn't know about that stuff. Right. You no, know, I wouldn't fucking beat the shit out of you, but some people might. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how um I mean I don't know. I feel like I've heard stories, but this was years ago of like uh maybe it was um like someone who was trying to take like a, a man back and then mm-hmm. they wouldn't say that they were trans. Uh, yeah. So then almost like trying to like, hey, you know, we're here. Look, let yeah. me tell you the situation. And mm-hmm. then just kind of, you know, hey, you know, it's cool. And then <laughs> they, you know, trying to still that's do what it. Happened? That's what happened? Or? I th- it was years ago. But I think that that's, that's what it was. Basically, it was like a, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a trans mm-hmm. person who was trying to take a man back. And then that's what it that's what it was. Yeah. Like they were just trying to be like. This happened to you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, was, uh, it was some sort of video but yeah oh. so then i'm thinking oh instead of you like saying it maybe they're trying to almost like convince them like hey Come we're already yeah, here we're like, right. and fuck you know? I, I do think that um nowadays um at least from all of my girlfriends like there's way less tricking i think yeah. more back in the day it happened but now i think especially like social media guys too, and yeah know? and like guys like there's so many guys who know what they want and they, they, we know that they like trans girls and i'm like I love a guy who knows what he wants, and I like a guy who like likes trans girls or has experience. I don't want to be with someone who has never had experience with a trans girl because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're using teeth, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I guess they got to get experience somehow, you know? They do, Maybe but not with you. me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> watch your scenes, yeah. Um, what's it? Oh, you, and you had commented really early on, and we, I don't even think we... Just like kind of blew right <laughs> yeah. past us. Probably. You're uh, castrated. Yeah. So you have the penis. I have my dick. But nothing else. No. So I actually got castrated. Oh my god! Four months into my transition, that was really early because my friend talked me into it. Because um, she's just <laughs> like I was. So I had uh, spiractolone is a testosterone blocker, and it was giving me the worst like joint pain. I feel like it was like depleting my potassium. Mm. So I was getting muscle spasms. I was like, something's fucking wrong with me. And so I was like, you can't just stop taking testosterone blockers if you have your balls. So this doctor, he did it. Um, I was on the Daily Mail because I, I flushed them down the toilet. Because <laughs> he let me keep them. So, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, like a goldfish. <laughs> Jesus. And they, they flushed them down the toilet and like honestly and then I had a hematoma. Oh my god. And so, like, literally my ball sack was, like, the size of, like, a grapefruit for, like, two months. And it was, like, leaking. I had to wear a pad for, like, three times. I changed it three times a day. And I was in college at this time. So, literally. And it was so uncomfortable. So, uh, afterwards, um, about two months afterwards, my testosterone, like, plummeted. And it was very, like, it was actually very depressing because it was, like, you go from having high, I had high testosterone already um uh, before and so having no testosterone but right now my doc i my doctor is amazing and so i don't have to take a testosterone blocker so i take estrogen progesterone um i take a testosterone cream for atrophy to make sure that my it doesn't shrink because mm. i had shrinkage and so uh <laughs> yeah i saw i saw a clip from uh the, the podcast that she was with um and, oh cj sparks that's how yeah, i found yeah, y'all oh yeah uh-huh. I, was, so I, I was doing homework on cj at that point yeah. and i come across you and then you were literally saying the same thing mm-hmm. that it shrinks yeah i was so i was like six and a half inches and now i'm five inches and like oh, it like shrunk a lot and i was like no, no. so um and then so now with uh <laughs> testosterone blockers it's fine and then I use like this like penis pump thing to help 
do the blood flow because um, it just helps with the scenes and stuff. The good, good thing my directors are like, you're like one of the few trans girls that don't have to use anything to get hard because I'm just a horny bitch. Oh, so, wait, really? Really? Because yeah. is, is it harder as a, as a trans woman? Uh, yeah, or? so you have atrophy and then estrogen helps it, it, it counteracts. So I take Cialis Ooh, every day, take, uh-huh. and then I take Viagra for scenes, but I don't have to use, like, the injections. I don't have to use an implant. Mm. I don't have to do any of these other things. Because uh, I saw the other guy who was talking about the penis implant yeah, yeah. on their last oh, one. yeah. Yeah, and so I know a lot of guys important who have that. Um, and so I'm happy that I have really good blood flow. And also, like, where your tendons are, right, where your thighs are, if you, that's where a lot of the blood flow for your dick goes. So right. if you um, use, like, a massage gun and stuff like that, or, like, squeeze that, you get more blood. And really? so you have a stronger erection. Wait, 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 wait. Can you <laughs> have a massage gun? Where was this? Me too. Wait, what do we do? Yeah, it's, like, right here. Like right it's like, yeah, it's where, so if you open up, oh, sorry, I have a skirt. Oh, oh that's yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, where it's really tight, where the tendon is, oh. the, the blood right there, that's what supplies your, like, pretty much your erection. Really? Yeah. And so then also I take DHEA and Pregdalone, um, which are over the counter and they help yeah. with prostate health. So even though I don't have balls, I still like shoot loads. And we so, should. yeah, it's like not white. Okay. It's just clear. Yeah, because there's no, there's yeah. no. And so like before, yeah, right? and before, yeah, it's blanks pretty much. But like yeah. before I was like not shooting anything, but I started with the DHEA and the Pregdalone, which helps increase the free testosterone in your body. And so that. then, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Every guy should take it if you want bigger loads. DHA and Pregnolone. Um, <laughs> uh, have the vitamin shop. And yeah. so, yeah, the vitamin shop. Yeah. And so it's really great. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, together they're amazing because uh, I think a lot of times um, with, especially trans girls, I think that some of them have really low libidos because they don't take t- the testosterone or mm-hmm. their testosterone is too low. And a lot of the things that are overlooked is your sex binding hemoglobin. Yeah. Uh, and so if that's too low because your hormones are out of whack, like everyone's different. If your hormones in unison, you have less, um, uh, the sex binding hemoglobin, it blocks your receptors. So it lowers your libido. So, um, like my testosterone, I keep it around uh, between a 50 to a hundred and I keep my estrogen between a hundred and 200. But between that, then it's like, she's always ready. Ideal. Ideal levels for you. Okay. And yeah. you need, you need to take that for forever, right? Uh, yeah, I take that forever. Um, but it's nice. Like I'll, I'll never have to go through like, um, if I stop taking my hormones, I'll, I'll start having like after three months, I start having like hot flashes, almost like. It's, I feel like it's like menopausal, like because oh, it's like I have menopausal levels, but during that time I'll get like hot flashes and I'll just be like super apathetic and it just feels like, just feels like a shell of a person at that yeah. time. But I, I take I used to take the injections, but um I just hate I hate the injections, so I just take the pill every day, like morning and night, twice a day. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. No, I mean we. we have a <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a little. Well, we covered pretty much everything. Every, <laughs> really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. more uh, and more. Mm-hmm. We covered no, like no, we, no, oh, and and more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we covered a lot, and I'm, I'm very happy with this podcast. <laughs> actually, I actually uh, learned a lot. Like, I'm actually happy that we had this conversation yeah. because, again, I'm being f- the algorithm is feeding me some toxic <laughs> shit when it comes to like trans. Oh, for sure, and, and like that's that. the saddest part. Is right. like you just is a chronically online. Uh, all these people are just like you think it's like this, and then you meet the people who are living in their daily life, and like they're just 
I'm fucking actually happy to be alive. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's very different though because the way that you're sitting here and talking and how composed you are mm-hmm. and you're you're very like confident and you're securing yourself. The way that you're you're delivering the message is mm-hmm. very different from what you see. Mm-hmm. To your point, a lot of it is very clickbaity and yeah, wanted to get attention. The way that you talk about Andrew Tate, like a lot of the things that he says, it may not really be that he believes it. It mm-hmm. could just be that he knows how to trigger people. That's you know, said the, the right story, share to people, yeah. whatever. And I feel like um that's kind of how I'm getting targeted with these mm-hmm. uh with these reels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But being able to actually sit down and have this conversation in the way that we did, it was a it really I wanna say you know, I don't want to say it changed my mind, but it really did open my mind. Yeah, for sure. You know, about really educating myself and really trying, just trying to understand. That's the best you can do is just educate people. I didn't think I was like, you can't go tell people and they like, oh, I completely understand. It's like, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to change my mind. It's just the best thing you can do is just educate and use that as a tool for people to make their own decisions. Uh, and I think a lot of times now people just want to change people's minds. And I'm like, no, it's like, that's not the goal. Right. <laughs> and that's with almost everything. And, and that's, that's always something that we see on this podcast where it's like everyone has their own opinion and if i'm going to share an opinion with you i'm you know i'm, I'm delivering it in a way where i'm i want you to challenge me in the sense like because i want to learn mm-hmm. your position you know but i'm not the type of person that then you'll share your position with me and then i'm gonna be like no because <laughs> exactly. i believe this i don't think that's fair i think that we all have our own opinions our own, our own beliefs and being open to just accepting it and just learning and mm-hmm. educating and just just trying to be one and make everybody happy not every like, nobody has it all figured out you know yeah. we don't know what the fuck we're doing half the time so the fact that you know we we can just come together as human beings and just love one another and just accept us for who we are instead of forcing people yeah i think that the you know the community and just the world would be a lot better place yeah no and and just to kind of close it off like i mean that the other day i was at a function and there was a group of guys and they were talking we were talking about the you know the mm-hmm. trans movement and stuff like that and 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 they're a little bit older than me, but they were saying, you know, oh, I don't understand. I had some mental illness, this and this. And again, and, and I was like, well, you don't understand. And okay. just because you don't understand doesn't mean it's it's wrong or it's it's they deserve less than you or mm-hmm. you know they what they were doing is is somehow like a mental illness. Like you're not a you're not a psychologist, you're not a therapist. Mm-hmm. You, just because you don't know it doesn't mean it make that makes it wrong for them to yeah. do it. And the same conversation that you guys are having that it's a mental illness, it's abnormal, it's sick, da da da. Is people were having the same conversations about gay people, you know, seventy years ago or f- even fifty years ago, interracial dating. Uh-huh. There's always certain things throughout time that people don't understand, and just because they don't understand, they feel like it's somehow right. like yeah. less valuable, or it's wrong, or it's immoral, like. You have your beliefs. You have your values. But just because it doesn't align with yours doesn't make yeah. them less valuable. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it may not whole, be your gem. But yeah, it might. It might yeah. not be your. As long as they're not hurting anybody else, you know, it's not you. Maybe not, not your cup of tea, and that's okay. Uh-huh. But you have to be open about it, and you have to be accepting, and you have to be welcoming. As long as they're not hurting anybody else, who the fuck gives a shit? I think also being a very under <clears throat> understanding in. In, in like where they're coming from and, and I tie it back to how you're delivering this yeah. and how you're talking to us <laughs> it's very different when we're in a sense where like I'm learning so much by mm-hmm. asking you questions instead of me like instead of chastising you for what you're yeah, saying exactly, because I, yeah. I may not believe but it's very different I feel like it's just again the way that you're mm-hmm. delivering because you want to help you want to educate you want to actually just have the conversation yeah. it's very different from what we'll see where it's like being forced Online upon some people and, and, like that's you where and you don't have to walk on eggshells around me too exactly, yeah right <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I welcome all the questions I'm like, like just asking anything I wanted to ask you about the whole you know the past couple of months the whole controversy has been going on with the like in terms of the trans community, okay. the Bud Light, uh, the mm-hmm. Bud Light uh, partnership with who's this Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney? Yeah. yeah, like w- people lost their shit. Yeah, canceled Bud Light, f- shot the bottles, threw it out, <laughs> all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rock, people yeah. melting down, <laughs> losing their mind when Bud Light f- 
you know, they, for them it was like a business move. They thought mm-hmm. it was going to you know, yeah. help them out. Turns out not so much. Exactly. What are your thoughts? I've told if I got to ask you earlier. So I, um, I think that you need to read the room as a trans woman. Um, Dylan Mulvaney is very smart in the way of marketing and capitalism and like and she's making her money sure sure uh, but also i'm like uh, why why is nike using her as a sponsor instead of a trans athlete or something who's actually doing sports someone who's actually mm. doing something or like yeah. someone it, it needs to fit it needs to fit you know what i mean and like i'm not going to take money from bud light i'm not going to take money from nike or something just because i'm like oh yeah i would love to do this i want to make sure that it reflects very well on my um community so um india i think it's india moore is her name she was on pose which is on the show about ballroom mm-hmm. um and she was always super adamant about like i'm not going to be in this show unless it's showing my community to the best of its ability and it's raw and it's powerful and it's like in a good light and it's because like Anything that you take, it's like, yeah, you can take money from like a good company, but if it's not going to show you in a good light or if it's not going to make sense, I'm like, why would you do that? So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all about inclusivity if it makes sense it for makes that sense. specific, if it's a business, if it's a product. But it, I guess she, she was on the, it was for March Madness or something like that. It was Who? a partnership. And she didn't even know about what March Madness meant. She didn't participate yeah, in the exactly. sport. So how did that make sense? It didn't. It didn't so, at all. It, so, but they partnered up with them and then people like, you know, and I'm, I'm, it doesn't, I mean, I don't really give too much of a shit about it, but people do care. Yeah, they do. Right? It's right? something, it's like a tradition. And then that's the thing, it's a right. tradition from years and years, family, generations. Right, right, um, right. Like, literally, especially very sport-forward families, they're exactly. definitely going to take very big offense to it because they're like, yo. But even then, I mean, Bud Light, I think that they had, um, they had a really old, I think it was from the 80s uh, commercial yeah. that had uh, Ladies Night Drinks Free and like they had a fucking commercial and had them all like, guys in drag. Mm. And it's like, they've always been uh, <laughs> queer forward, definitely in yeah. June, and they have a lot of things that are for gay pride, but it's always throughout time um, I wouldn't. I, I just would have used a different person than Dylan Mulvaney because that's a very polarizing person. Use another trans yeah. person. Uh, I saw all these things with Blair White. <laughs> so like, use like someone who's just like on that side who drinks blood. Who is their target? Yeah, uh, someone who is like maybe a trans conservative. Right. Something like if people would have been like, "Fuck yeah, she's fucking hot." Put yeah. some titties on the bottle. That would be yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think like, I honestly think Dylan Mulvaney is almost like a snake, really, because in the way that um. The way that she's just going about, like delivering the message, it just doesn't feel genuine to me. It very, it's very. And that's that's why I'm a yeah. little bit taken. And I think I think that's another reason why I'm like almost like shut the fuck up. Yeah, because it's, it's like and it's over and over and it's droning and it's like it's like that's where it's very just in your face everywhere. It's yeah, like Kate Spade and Nike and like there's so many other brands and I'm just like and it's just piling up because it is that one person and it's so. Virtue signaling and performance. Right. Just like, do your research on the trans community. There's so many beautiful trans models out there, trans activists, people who are actually putting the fucking work and not just going to the uh, White House and asking, oh, I feel like this. And like, no, what can you do to actually make it very safe for trans people? Like, ask the hard questions, grill that bitch. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's it's just very like looking like some Jackie O knockoff. Right. Yeah. I just feel like like, every single time, like, the Mulvaney says something. I like there was a speech that that she had said and with these fake tears I, don't, I forgot what it was but she was like oh I'm gonna go off script a little bit right now and then went off on this rant 
fake crying, all this stuff. And I even saw Matt Walsh did a segment about that where he's like, look at these alligators or crocodile mm-hmm. tears. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, this isn't even real. Like, this is all bullshit. This is all like some sort of show that they're putting on. Doesn't even like, like, mm-hmm. uh, they don't even mean it. But yet, that's the message that's being portrayed. And it's like, I don't know if that's, if that's the real goal of the LGBT yeah, Exactly. Whatever. And I think a lot of times, I think the biggest goal is to be accepted, but also to live a good life. And a good life is not fighting everybody. A good yeah. life is getting along with everybody. Along, it's middle ground. It's compromise. It's like you can't have everything in life that you want. It's because, like, just because you want it, it's because everyone has to live in harmony with each other. It is a big-ass world. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, like, the biggest, like, the biggest takeaway, especially, and that's why I say read the room. If, like, you don't fit that demographic, then why are you going to, why are you going to take that sponsorship? It doesn't make sense. It's uh, it feels like it's so many of these companies are. So with Target, I I think that so they do this every July, every June for Pride Month, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I do think that conservatives do lose their shit over nothing, in my opinion, for Target because they do this every every year, every year. Yeah. Everybody changes their logos, and then on July first, they say, "Get the fuck out, faggots!" Like that's <laughs> how, literally that's how it feels like because it's so performative, it's so fake, in my that's opinion. True, it's very funny. capitalistic, <laughs> but um. Uh, uh, and I can say that because I am one. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just think that a lot of times it is blown out of proportion. But also, if you look at Target's demographic, yeah, there are a lot of conservatives, but there are a lot of liberal people. There are a lot of people that go there, and so it does fit that. It's not like Walmart's not doing that or like uh, Whole Foods isn't doing that. So it is just like it's that one month, and um, it's just uh, I think that some of these companies are – very just like I think like Burger King they did one where I had like two top buns and two bottom buns for last year and oh. it was like top and bottom oh, I really? was like what, what is fuck? this yeah really? it's just yeah they do crazy things every year and of course I think that it is every year now getting more polarizing more polarizing yeah. more polarizing so I do think that I just hope that everyone would just lose like stop losing their shit and also just like Stick with the companies that are supporting LGBT throughout the whole entire year because everyone else is just doing fake bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, virtual sig- signaling. Very. But but also I feel like at the end of the day, and it's kind of hypocritical for a lot of conservatives to like they lose their shit, and it's like it's a free market. I thought you were, I thought mm-hmm. you were pro capitalism. Yeah. If they bring out a product that you do not like, then don't buy it. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's a small section in Target that maybe has the flags and the rainbows and all that shit like that. You can just walk past it. Yeah. Or if if you feel like well, Target is doesn't they don't want I don't want them to give them my money. You go to there's Walmart, so many other go places. to Whole Foods, <laughs> go to Fresh Market. Like there's so many other mar- you know like stores to 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 patron and so and give mm-hmm. them your your business. But it's like also they're saying well they're anti cancel you know they're not they're against cancel culture da da da. Every time there's something they don't agree with, oh I'm gonna boycott, I'm gonna Literally. cancel. It's like dude, like so are you pro cancel are pro boycotting or are you against it? So it's like. Ooh, it's a free market. If they bring out a business that you don't support or a product, mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Yeah, why I love capitalism. So that's it. That's it. Do what they want. <laughs> you know, and so, so you, at the end of the day, I, I don't know why companies are doing it. You know, because mm. it seems to be hurting the bottom line. So, like, why are they virtual signaling? Why are they going woke or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck? Um, but but at the end of the day, as a consumer, you can choose. Yeah, but to her point, I mean, there's also there's a way to I think properly go about it, and and if you're just going to be picking like, like we're talking about Dylan Mulvaney, yeah. who the fuck is this is is this yeah the best person to be doing that? You know, and it doesn't fit the demographic, doesn't fit what they stand for. So if your job is just to be woke and to oh, I got to fit in with with trans because it's a hot topic right now, it's like 
why why yeah. this person? Like who is who is this person? It's uh, so yeah. they got popular because uh, from day one of their day one of girlhood is that they started every day of taking their estrogen and pretty much talking about the journey. But mm-hmm. my thing is, um, this person got their face done in a year. Um, they got uh, like they got so popular. I'm like the first year of your transition is the most traumatic, the most depressing, the most like so much shit that you're going through and i would i never give it for the world i loved it you know what i mean because it's like you 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 are learning about yourself and you're having body changes and your tits are growing and like there's so many things like because i mean i had uh when i was heavier too i had, I had natural b tits when i was 175 pounds 150 pounds now but everything grew naturally and then i lost all the weight and i was like okay let me get my tits done <laughs> <laughs> and so um yeah that first year for most people is very 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 traumatic especially like people oh, who God. are from low income or people who don't have access to surgery or access to like a, a, a healthy support network people who don't have friends that they can talk to right. i'm really happy that like my friends at the beginning of my transition were all women like I, they taught me how to be a woman how to act like a woman this is how like it just i wasn't surrounded by people who were like this is what i think a woman should be i was actually like this is what womanhood is mm. and that's why i think that um during that first year you are you have the mind of a little girl and you grow into a woman. And I think that me, me I think around my three-year three year mark was when I really grew into my womanhood. And now I feel like I'm a fool. Like I, I, I live in my womanhood because of my learned experiences as a woman in my daily life and how everything has happened and shaped me to this time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. What would you tell, what would you say to someone who's considering transitioning? Oh, my God. I would say, listen, make a lot, make a lot of friends that are women so like cis women like very don't listen to everyone who is trans don't listen to everybody who is like who hasn't lived their life listen to a lot of old people honestly because i feel like i learned so many things from like just people who just have experience and who are just just every day is not a statement every day isn't like honestly when i wake up and i'm a woman in the morning i i it's it's not it's like boring i don't know it just feels normal like if you wake up and it's like pumped and you're like yay it's like okay well kind of tone it down it's not that exciting <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly like i think that when you're really comfortable in your identity it's just like you don't even think about it anymore mm. true no um what was i gonna say Oh, no, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, 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 you no, I like that. That was a good talking point. But no, I forgot what I was. Gonna <laughs> I'm not getting up. The- <laughs> uh, that's okay. um, but no, I mean, I'm glad that we kind of started the segment again. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of piggyback off of that because um, it came to my mind the whole thing with Target and the businesses and the world oh, we yeah, live in right sure. now. It's just like yeah, people getting woke and stuff like that. And yeah. um, I think that there's a, an index rating yes, that they've heard. Some I social think. credit score. Like, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I that. think that. I don't know exactly what it entails, but I do think that they're able to get uh, maybe like more funding or more whatever. I think I think follow the money. I heard that too. Yeah, that you have a certain score that because you're not, I guess, participating in this, mm-hmm. then it's not going to give you the score that you need in order for funding. Yeah. But for me, I'm still trying to understand what's the point of it, though. I know. It's like at the end of the day, I think that you should just really appeal to your base, to your audience, to someone who has been loyal to you for years. Um, I think that that's the best thing is just having something that like you have a community. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm all for inclusivity, but it has to make sense. It has to be because the, oh. they're targeting mm-hmm. the right market, etc. I was watching this video on TikTok and there was a, a marketing company and a marketing department in Iceland. 
But they all, all, it was like a bunch of group, group of women, but they all look the same, you know, Icelandic women. They're blonde, right. they're tall, they're white. A lot of comments are like, oh, there's no diversity. And somebody was like, oh, like, <laughs> there's Iceland. Iceland, dude. <laughs> there is no Iceland. There is yeah. <laughs> and then somebody was like, oh, well, you know, but they can fly in some people from different countries. That oh look, but then it wouldn't be Iceland. And right. then, yeah, it's like, uh-huh. dude, there, there's, and then somebody else was like, oh, like, there's a, they have, why would they fly somebody else in when they're in a country <laughs> where they have capable <laughs> people that can do the job? Yeah. And it's like, it's not all about inclusivity. It's just about depending on where you are and depending on if they have, if they meet the needs for the business or whatever, they work there. You don't have to, it's this whole bullshit about inclusivity, just try to please everybody. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to have uh, everybody who's gay or straight or, or black and white or whatever. Like, depending on where you are, hire the best people. And if you're in Iceland, they're going to be <laughs> fucking white and blonde and, and tall, tall as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, so I, I, I saw that and I'm like, I don't understand. That's what I hate about social media. I feel like people, they feel so powerful behind yeah. the little keyboard. So powerful, oh my God. So then they can say that, but yeah. then it's like, dude, like it's make sense such an you? idiot comment that I can't no. believe. And then you see, you, what pisses me off is I see someone just put a comment. They're just doing it to get the fucking likes. I you think can, so you too. You can yeah. fucking tell. Yeah, like, and then what really pisses me off is other people feed into it. So then many, it's all the uh, likes on the comment and then all the replies. And I'm like, you suckers. <laughs> I can't believe you guys oh. got sucked into this yeah. argument. This idiot. Literally, exactly what this person was trying to do, you guys all fell and for it's it. it's like, bam. And then like 30% of my like TikTok comments are all hate comments. Yeah, I bet. That's like Especially crazy. Now. We get some d- dumb comments on Instagram too. Like some people, <laughs> I, Sometimes I look at this stuff and I'm like, dude, like you are so dumb. Uh, yeah. I so know, but sometimes I love it because they'll be talking <laughs> shit and I'm like, you know you're commenting on my podcast, right? Yeah. Right. Like, like you're on my yeah. world. So thank you for helping me out, you dumb. Come on, engagement. Yeah, yeah, keep <laughs> coming <laughs> Fuck oh. um i guess we can start closing it off oh final thought you know? oh yeah so at yeah, the yeah. end of the episode we always have a final thoughts and these mm-hmm. final thoughts is basically um anything you want to say to your younger self any any message you want to share with the world or something that's just very impactful for you that you just wish everyone could uh could kind of uh take in um you can say it to the camera you can say it to us and then after that sell yourself wherever okay. you are where they, where they can find okay. you i think an uh, Easy Google search will pull up a lot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. please, yes. the stage is yours. Uh, um, always just, always take your time and just be confident with every move. Uh, don't second guess yourself, but just be a sponge um, and always just like take that advice for what it is and mm-hmm. just like take things slow. Take things very slow and slow. Um, you can find me at ohitsamorose.com. All of my socials are ohitsamorose. It's O-H-I-T-S-M-O-R-O-S-E. Or if you just type in Amorose Trans <laughs> on Google, you're going to find a lot more than you bargained for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had searched Amorose before you got here. I'm like, all right, let me look a little bit. And I'm like, wait, this doesn't look like the person. And then I put Amorose. I think I put porn. Yeah. Because you had told me, right? So I look at that and I, I go to videos and I'm like, oh. A whole lot of dick. <laughs> yeah, a whole, whole lot of everything. Let me tell you. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Pretty fascinating. Let me tell you guys <laughs> yeah, check it out check it out worth the search um, but yeah thank you so much emma for coming for being honest for being vulnerable and educating us and hopefully your audience as well i know they're gonna be, uh, be grateful for that song it's gonna be a great segment i agree and i thought this was great actually yeah. so with that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for another episode emma thank you so much thank also so for much. coming on <laughs> and, and educating emma. with that so next guy Ciao, until guys. next time guys <laughs> <laughs>